Say the line. The greatest wrestling match ever. All time. Steve, I gotta give you credit. That intro is a lot like my sexual performance. Quick and efficient. Yep. What more do you need? Two second job. <laughs> and I did very little preparation. I'm here for, <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> it was nice and quick and there was no prep work beforehand. Perfect. What more yep. do you need? Straight in, no kissing. That's more advice, in, no kissing. more advice for Reed. More advice for Reed in the chat there. Uh what the alleged wrestling I forgot the name of the fucking podcast not something else the alleged wrestling podcast episode 143 <laughs> so myself Fitz and Gordo uh, Nikki will be along in like an hour um, hopefully it's pronounced Nicolaj Nicolaj will be around in about an hour is he saying it right it's Nicolaj Nicolaj okay I don't know how are you boys uh, my Czech liver light is flashing yeah <laughs> It's flashing. Well, I guess we'll have to kick it off in a proper way then, if you're ready then. Let's see here. A libation. Puff of all. That's the stuff. Baby. Loads of background noise when you use a bottle. How are you anyway, boys? Uh, I finished work. I went out for a nice, enjoyable walk in the hurricane-laden tribe city today. So I'm feeling very invigorated after that. Very hyper. I have to talk about the snapchat i posted this morning oh. I, sent an interview. I i went back to bed for a while and i woke up and my phone was fucking hopping the amount of notifications i had on snapchat going that's genius i was like oh my god it was as good as i thought it was <laughs> it was but i also realized there is no way that man should be awake at this hour so i won't reply to him yeah no i i posted it to the two-bit wrestling account anyways for you to see it so i'm i'm thoughtful like that you know. do you know what you should do you, you need to try monetize that because you know if someone has like time to watch your snapchat then surely they have time to you know pay you like say ten dollars a month like if, if you have time to watch snapchat you have ten you have the ability to afford ten dollars and if you don't you should be out working so you can earn that money so you Fucking shouldn't have bitch. time to watch uh, snapchat so if you're not aware of what fitz is talking about i don't know the girl's name she went on her twitch channel and she berated people for not subbing to her, to her channel and making donations. She was screaming about not having a donation in an hour or within an hour or whatever. Send donation. Like, send donation. Go fuck yourself. I'll like, find it in that post in the chat there because uh, I couldn't get over it. Such entitlement. You do nothing. Uh, She's telling other people to go get work in a time where it's very difficult to find work at the moment. And uh, she doesn't that work and, herself. Between that and Mandy, your girl, this has been a weird week. Oh man, dear girl, dear God! Oh, I haven't checked that one yet, actually. Hey, well, I don't really want to talk about it on on air. I'll talk about oh, it off no. air. But, yeah. But uh, all I'll say is, someone that thinks they're a deer who has been put onto the Twitch's diversity council that they announced last week, and is essentially completely, completely, basically tarnishing. Not even tarnishing is probably a bad way of putting it, but it's basically overshadowing the good of what that council was set up for. 
by being an absolute plank. And I'm convinced it's a troll. I'm convinced it, of it. It may well be. A, it, it, it does feel like it should be a troll job. This is someone who wants to get rid of voice chat in competitive gaming because they think that it doesn't give a, a level playing field. Uh, I just, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> the level. I understand. That's oh, the level. They, they want the top level teams in the likes of your Battlefields, your Fortnites, all these games. Ah, so not everyone be, get the medal. They, they basically, they want them to not be able to communicate with each other except for in-game like ping systems and stuff like that. Because they think the ability to communicate will make it that there's not a level playing field. It's like, you can all communicate, you fucking Dave. Big time. Um, yeah, so life how is it what's what's going on in the world outside of being stuck in your house all the time i'm getting really fucking sick of it oh i yeah. have to say this, this, this is a tough week my mental health is not good no uh me oh. and fitz actually met during the week there oh we we just bumped into each other on the street i haven't seen and talked to another human being in a while it was very odd you're like in public you know what i mean it was like yeah. and we're stood there going fitz how are you Stay back. Hello <laughs> there, sir. Hello there, fellow human. <laughs> what we should have done with dramatically was just stood on each side of the road and shouted over our conversations at each other. How that are you? Fun. Choose yourself. <laughs> but people um, outside of Ireland obviously won't uh, understand what phase one means, but there's some things that have been released from the restrictions, and obviously people have taken the absolute piss as evidenced Is by... Yeah, you walk through town anywhere in Ireland and people are out. It's like the it's like the fucking virus was completely gone. It's weird. It's um, um it's it's shown already in the numbers. Uh, yeah, when we, we dropped down as low as fifty three, I think, at one stage this week. Uh, we're now back up over a hundred again today, hundred and fifteen or hundred and eighteen today. Mm. So that just That's shows so it's doubled basically in the last two days. If you look at the day on day increases. So the the funny thing was that hardware stores were one of the things that were allowed to open hardware stores and yeah garden centers and stuff, and then there was these queues across the country, massive queues for hardware stores. You're like, what are you buying in the hardware store? My sister works in Harvey Norman down in Waterford, and there was they reckon there was a queue around about thirty or forty people outside and people in cars when she got dropped in at nine o'clock on whatever it was a Tuesday, I think, that they reopened, but they don't actually open the store until half nine. So half an hour before it opened, there was a queue of around about 30 people when my mother dropped her off the shop. Oh, dear Lord. She works in the photography section. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I, I completely get the point of it, you know, unless you need to go out, you shouldn't go out. So that, that, that's the overriding and obvious point here. But the one thing I would say from looking at the pictures and the videos, there was no hassle. Everyone was following the rules. Everyone was queuing up two meters away. They were only allowing a certain amount of people in shops like, People are doing what they're supposed to do, to be fair. Now, you could make the argument that they shouldn't be there in the first place. Just fucking look at the queues at the drive through at McDonald's during the week. Oh, that McDonald's. was carnage. Absolutely. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's madness, but I, I'm just happy the Supermax around the corner for me is open again, so I might order something and walk down and pick that up after we're finished. I think they're open until 10 o'clock. Nice. Uh, if not, I'll have to get it tomorrow because I haven't had Supermax around about three months now. I go oh, to watch dear Supermax. God. Uh, Supermax is uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Pat McDonald's finest fusion cuisine emporium. <laughs> Thank you very much. But he, he he's quite super, so I just I, I like to shorten it to Supermax. Mm. Um, but yeah, you could even like 
um, some normality starting, like the phone shops and stuff are open again. So like when I was walking through a shopping center yesterday, getting groceries and stuff, um, there was a butcher's, a health food store, a chemist and a phone shop all in a row, all open. And it was just, I don't know why it just completely took me out of there. I was like, what? Shops are open? It felt like everything was back to normal again. And then on the opposite side of the wall, you've got the queue to go into Tesco. Which is the grocery store for anyone? And in so that, it just in that like, one, it's literally you walk around the corner and you just see a queue. And it's like yeah. it is literally. It's like you're going into a different world when you turn that corner. It's such a strange. But that's scene. the other thing. They've actually moved the queue, so the queue is now on. As you walk into Tesco, it's on the right. So the queue mm. would be back towards the ATM machines. So now they've oh, left that okay, whole back shit. section doesn't have a queue anymore. I assume because there's phone shops down there that are oh, open again. They're so trying to filter people away from it. So yeah. Yeah, and the side door is open again. So things, yeah. it was weird going in there Monday or Tuesday. I was like, whoa, stuff is kind of back to normal again. Is Tiger reopened yet? That's the big no. one. Tiger is no. not open, no. Our deals. It's the, Tiger deals still never has closed. an advertisement on the window for fucking Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Which non-American fans, Mother's Day in Ireland is in March. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this That's was like pre-lockdown. <laughs> That's why everyone was there last week. It's like, oh, have you got doing that for your mother for Mother's Day? No. Everyone's just shocked. I was like, yeah, because another two fucking months ago, dickhead. <laughs> just for the benefit of Antox in the chat there, uh, he said it's the first time he's listened to us live. We eventually, we eventually get to the wrestling. It's it, the alleged wrestling podcast. We lean sometimes, some weeks we heavily lean on alleged, you know? So much like this, this week, week where we're just catching up. Yeah, this, this, this week will be very alleged. Yeah. Um, we'll, have, we'll, have to get, we'll have to get some predictions in for AEW though. So there will be, yeah, there will so be we'll, wrestling this week. We'll be talking, obviously, the horrible news about Shad Gaspard, all the uh, Owen Hart stuff, and the Undertaker stuff. There's a lot of misery there, guys. Um, but then, obviously, we'll have a chat about Wednesday night, a um, little bit of Raw, maybe not too much. It does literally feel like a lifetime ago. And yeah. finish then with uh, double or nothing predictions. I predict more injuries, because that ladder match scares me at this point. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Uh, well, uh, can they at least catch people? That's, that's one thing. People can say what they want about that Velveteen Dream spot with the terrible camera cut. <laughs> but uh, at, at least it didn't run the risk of someone breaking their back. So, I um, said, myself and Fitz were having a bit of back and forth, having the crack with each other on, on uh, WhatsApp yesterday. And I forgot about the Velveteen Dream thing until he said it. I was just saying it wouldn't have been really funny because they, they cut the, you know, they've done it a few times in the lockdown era where they'll do a dive the guy will land on a crash mat but then they'll record the impact and it looks so choppy and fake they really need to have something where somebody has slightly different clothes on in the second shot if Velveteen Dream had a headband on a different coloured headband in the second shot it would have been amazing the, the, the power the power range is cut oh 100% yeah yeah like I mean there's no point in doing these big spots when there's nobody there on a tape show do you know what I mean like if you're going to do an elbow drop to the outside or whatever fuck it why not do it as safely as possible but yeah. if you're doing that at least to do, for the people that notice it give them that little easter egg of a different coloured <laughs> pants or something like that in there for the laugh and that's the thing <laughs> and like fair play to them they're doing this stuff that they won't be able to do normally if there's actually a crowd there yeah. you know so, so a spot like that you can't do that if there's a crowd because you're literally landing in the second row so you can't <laughs> do that with a crowd there unless you're at an indie show in which case you better pray that the people move out of the way quick enough um, <laughs> damn it my beer <laughs> Yeah, you know, like the point, point, points go flying and then I get angry. Charlie Sterling. Charlie Sterling is a dickhead. 
Kings of the North, <laughs> the worst offenders. Damn Kings of the North. How many pints have I spilled because of those lads? But it was in it was always in good fun. Ah yeah, every um, time, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was it was hilarious that I cut was brilliant. But as I said, it's so much safer than you know, potentially a lad missing a pay per view and he's one of the most exciting mm. lads that's gonna be in one of your biggest matches on the pay per view. He was lucky. We'll get to it on Wednesday night. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll have to get to that anyway. But the last dance, just before we get into the wrestling, I've been waiting. I've been watching it weekly. The lads said they were waiting until the end to catch up on it all. Now we get to talk about it for five minutes. Oh, I loved it. Oh. Before you go there, where are you putting it on best document, best sports documentaries ever? Because I'm thinking it's right near the tippity top. I'm, I'm struggling to think of one to rival it. Only one I can think of, obviously not going to travel very well, Keane and Vieira. That's True. one that I really loved. Uh, True, yeah. Uh, Fitz, Fitz is also not going to be talking for this part because he's, okay. uh, he hasn't seen it yet and I'm assuming he doesn't want that to spoil on him. So mm-hmm. rightfully rightfully so. Uh, like some of the 30 for 30s have been fantastic. Um, we're timing as soon as I say that. And Toxic just posted in the chat saying it's up there with the 30 for 30 on the XFL. That was mm-hmm. incredible. That was a fantastic watch. Oh, God. Gotcha. Um, 30 for 30s in general are just an incredible series. Uh, I know we've often talked about a couple of the ones we've seen ourselves. Um, I think for something to have this many episodes and be this consistently good is fantastic. It, it, it's that, that That's what sets it up apart from the others for me. Um, and Jersey Joe in the chat says he mentions the Andre doc. And interestingly, oh. it's the same director who did The Last Dance and the Andre oh. the Giant documentary. It's the same guy. Ah, yeah. Some of the cinematics, some of the different bits they cut, you can kind of see there's similarities in some of the the transitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can see, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it was incredible. Um, it's the soundtrack even just took me back to being a kid, oh. like, growing up in the '90s and stuff, and that's all the music. Oh man, it was so good. But even like. We live. We lived in small Irish towns, especially me, like just tiny rest of Ireland town, and just like that was a, happened to just be obsessed with basketball around the same time. Yeah, and it was just it just took me back, and we were mentioning stuff, you know. Gorda was saying, "I remember this, I remember that," and I was like, "I'm surprised how much I remembered." But when I saw it, it jogged my memory. It was the weirdest yeah. thing. But I, if someone had asked me last week, "Hey, what happened in Game Six in 1998?" I go, "Oh, I, uh, I don't, I don't know." And then you see two seconds of it, like, "Oh, the Scotty Pittman thing." Yeah, <laughs> straight away. But even stuff like that. I mean, I think you remember once it's like you forgot Tony Kukoc even existed. Yeah, forgot the guy existed. <laughs> it's like, it's like the minute I saw the yeah, the Dream Team like. episode. Oh man, I, was, I remember like yeah. But I was a huge Steve Kerr fan when I was a kid. And it was no. cool. And, and I never knew about his dad. I never knew that whole story. No, not a clue. Which was crazy. Um, um, it's good to see him yeah. out of, and I know you said this, it was good to see him out of his usual kind of coach slash presenter kind of setting as well, kind of mm. behind that. And, you know, the facade was down and he's just able to shoot the shit a bit more. It was really, it was really interesting to see that. Uh, for me, I got so many flashbacks to Scotty. I was just obsessed with him. As much as everyone loved MJ, I I couldn't shoot worth a shit. When I was, I used to play a little bit, and I could never shoot. I was fucking god awful. But I always knew where everyone else was going to be, so I was literally, I I was the support guy for most of the time when we were playing with the lads at lunchtime, whatever. I was always that guy, so it was always just. Gordon, you know, you can be number two in stats across the league, 
but you're still going to be 133rd in the pay or whatever the hell it was. I was he was down 120 something in yeah. pay, Scotty Pippen, and he was number two in every stat, <laughs> except for assists, where he was number one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's, yeah, Scotty got a, got a raw deal. There was Imagine, a lot of criticism the way he did some things that were unprofessional, and it was. But I mean, put yourself in his shoes. He was a yeah. he been he got shafted in his prime earning years. He got completely shafted. Apparently, apparently, he's not happy how he was presented in the doc, and either is Horace Grant either. Mm. Basically, like most of the stuff you see with Scotty in the early episodes is, you know, he done this, which was against the better judgment of the team, or he done this, which kind of put the team in danger, and all this, like, you know, that sort of stuff. A lot of the stories were very much him doing something negative, where apparently he wasn't too happy with that. But at the same time, I came out of it for the most part thinking. Yeah, he was always the guy. He always stepped up on that big occasion. He was always there. He was always that glue. But obviously, it's you know he's he's the one who lived it. So it's obviously whatever way he's going to see it. But for me, it just brought back so many incredible memories. And those last couple of minutes is the icing yeah. on top of just that's a the thing. Ridiculous cake. I noticed that um, Jordan had mentioned it a couple of chats ago down there. I can't find it at the moment, but um, that it ended a bit abruptly. I think it maybe needs a season two type thing where you get into the wizard stuff, you know, yeah. that kind of way. And, um, but yeah, no, the ending with um, present tense by Pearl Jam was absolutely perfect. I think I watched yeah. that last 10 minutes, probably 50 times. A bit yeah. of an exaggeration, but I watched it a lot. <laughs> and yeah. It was the perfect song. The story they told at the very end about the coffee can and the writing their emotions about what the team meant to them and everything and burning it. Ah, oh, it was brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, the um, one thing that didn't get into in it, uh, which it was a rumor I'd heard before and actually heard resurfaced again this week, was during that last set of the, the last finals, after the whole Rodman thing where he showed up on WCW. That was amazing. Himself himself <laughs> and Malone get into a fight in as a game five. But on the court they actually get into a fight. And it is rumoured <laughs> that that was actually part of Story, oh, story that essentially WCW. essentially was a case of if the opportunity arises get into a bit of a tussle so that we'll be able to kind of ham things up a bit <laughs> so they reckon this, it is it is believed some conspiracy theorists believe Car- that the Carl two guys, did, he did show up in WCW Carl yeah, Malone yeah so it's heavily believed that basically what happened was the two boys were in the middle of all this and then they said hey let's let's make a bit of business here and uh had a bit of a scuffle to try and bring a bit yeah. more viewership to the WCW side of things. Well, when the story was doing the rounds that Rodman got fined 20 grand for missing practice and he got paid a quarter of a million from Ted Turner, he was like, <laughs> uh, not the worst thing, not the worst business decision he's ever made. But like the Rodman, the two Rodman episodes were amazing. Um, yeah, I was hoping he'd be live from North Korea. Would have been way more fun. <laughs> just, just him with Kim Jong in the background. Like. <laughs> I will be I'll be speaking for Dennis Rodman on his behalf I am Kim Jong-un <laughs> um, we might as well we'll I'm, I'm thinking about doing a B show on it um, so I don't think we'll go too much deeper into it for now um, yeah. also Fitz is Fitz is trying to stay spoiler free and he has headphones muted so let's bring him back in um, I don't know if you can see us and there he is now we stop talking about it Fitz it's all good, baby. It's all good. So we, we said for your benefit, we'd wait until you've seen it and maybe do a B-show or something on it. Because, I mean, when you see it, you're going to want to do a B-show on it. I, I want to watch it a second time and I will, it's an excuse for me to take notes. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool that. 
Um, but yeah, uh, now get on to some miserable stuff. You can't. We can't not talk about it. No. Uh, the Shad Gaspard passing away. Mm. Uh, this one hurt. This was fucking horrible. Yeah. So everyone's heard the story by now. He was pulled out by Riptide, and he the lifeguards come out to try and help, and he directs them to help his son. There's no good way to die, but I think that's up there with the best of them. I mean, that yeah. on a, in terms of way to go out honorably and the ultimate sacrifice for your son, like yeah. Oh man, it's so fucking horrible. I'm I'm going to throw this out there. I think of all, and unfortunately, we've had quite a few of them the last couple of years. Of all the like wrestler wrestling deaths over the last couple of years this is one that had one of the biggest outpourings from wrestlers across mm. the board not just because of the circumstances but because of the kind of guy he was and how well loved he was both WWE side of things and also the indie side of things basically anyone who seemed to have any interaction with this lad seemed to think that he'd done something to drive them forward in some way or just had some kind of even if it was a small interaction he always just seemed to leave such a good impression on people um it's funny as well because you know he, he wasn't the biggest star in terms of you know wrestling fame or notoriety or you know championship titles or whatever you want to throw at it you know and a lot of people might clamor to say good words about someone infinitely more famous than he was when they pass so it it's kind of speaks volumes that so many people are coming out and saying such nice things about someone who had a relatively average career you could say within WWE but had such an impact backstage behind the scenes uh, on the indie circuit and through different charities and organizations as well so it's it's trying to open the eyes to a lot of people as to who the person really was behind the the gimmick behind the character yeah 100 and that gimmick i thought i loved crime time yeah they were myself and the sister loved the training videos they done where it's just the like oh, yeah 45 six to 60 second vignettes that they done and it was mm-hmm. all just stupid. It was all so stupid, but it was so entertaining. And then some of the stuff they'd done where they were teaming up with Cena against was it Bradshaw and a couple of others. And... Or even the DX stuff, you know, when they were yeah. uh, buying my, Shawn Michaels' scalping tickets off crime time outside the arena and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, Speaking jive. Speaking I... jive. <laughs> Triple H comes back for shizzle. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's they Fuck-over were brilliant. criminally underused. When they, they were never won the own. tag titles, I read. They never yep. won the tag and titles. Tox literally just said it there, and it's a crying, it's a crying shame they didn't. Because oh, he did, yeah. They were they 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 were good in the ring. Yeah, they had yeah. good good synergy, good teamwork between them. I think some they of the other tag teams that were around at the time weren't spectacular. I like I'd lo- I I would love to have seen them in the likes of an era of even them in NXT three four years ago. Mm-hmm. Getting yeah. more of a chance to show what they could do because you had your big guy and you had your smaller guy. We've seen how that's worked with other teams, like your Castles and Enzos and stuff like that. And NXT has always been able to bring out really good, really good kind of parents like that in a lot of ways. I think this would have been a, a, something like that if they were working with teams more like that. They would have had a real chance of becoming really big, really, really big. But uh, yeah, it's a crying shame. Uh, seemed like an amazing guy. The story of him breaking up the armed robbery back in oh, yeah. 2016 as well. You know stuff like that. He just he, he just seemed like a fucking. He just seemed like a, a good guy and someone who gave a shit about everyone. He was never. Well, a lot of people said he wasn't someone who was overly obsessed with the industry, but he was just his his big thing was trying to be the best him that he could be and trying to be that kind of impart that onto other people as well. So, and in a time where um, 
body guys aren't a thing anymore. This dude was Kratos in God of War. Yeah. So, you know. Crazy. He was stunt man in another film as well, apparently. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he done Birds of Prey, didn't he? Something like that. He was in he was in he was in Birds of Prey. He was in There was uh, one with it was it Get Hard or something? Yeah, he was in I Get s- Hard. He was in no the Batman one of the Batman Telltale ones. Was it the enemy within? That's one of the Telltales, isn't it? Oh it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, he done some of the some of the mocap stuff on that as well, I think. There's a great um, scene where uh, I saw a clip going on Twitter of Get Hard where um uh, fucking Will Farrell is sent out to go and antagonise these guys in the park and it was just a line you, you fuck your mother with that dick <laughs> I just fucking lost it <laughs> um, yeah sad 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 um, it's a shame that he's uh, maybe it was just us or something but he seemed like he was under the radar himself and JTG you haven't heard much from them in a while yeah, I haven't seen um, much. I saw the video. There was a video. Was it, was it when Kofi won the title? There was a video of himself oh, and MVP yeah. in the pub celebrating. Yeah. Uh, really touching moment as well. It was actually really nice. Um, yeah, he, he he done his indies, but he didn't seem to do a huge amount. No. So. Um, Rian has said he was in the middle of writing a screenplay about wrestling. His wife has vowed to finish it and get it on the screens. Cool. Hopefully. And yeah, there's there's a GoFundMe for his family as well. Um, and there's also that uh, T-shirt they've released. It's like the Mike Tyson style T-shirt they've released that go all the proceeds going to the family. So have a look yeah. at that. And if you have a few quid, throw it their way. Uh, I also believe uh, random fact. I'm pretty sure his last match in WWE was against was a uh, uh, fuck. What's his name? He's in AEW now. Uh, where does fail? It's a lot of them, Gordo. I know. Uh, <laughs> fucking the Blade, Braxton Sutter, the Blade. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, it was his last match. He beat he beat the blade in his last match on SmackDown. Okay, you'd have to wonder if they if they were a different ethnicity, would they have had a more successful career in WWE? Well, we could say, but the answer oh, all is right. Yes. All right, ACH. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop! Oh, what a shame. Um, Warrior Award next year. Yeah, it'll have to be. But um, I wonder, did they ever change the Warrior Award name? I know it's a bit of a yeah. a sore point for some people, so. Why honoring a homophobic, racist, sexist? Nah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's like that's perfectly like in line with Vince McMahon. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll 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 get back to more, you know talking about the fun stuff like Dark Side of the Ring. Then, <laughs> good Jesus, lord, it's like a fucking that's, funeral on this pod this week. They, they Sorry about this, lads. Deep with the first episode of the season, and they cut me even deeper with this the last episode of the season. Yeah, I was, was fucking well enough with this episode. Yeah, horrible. I don't know why I didn't look into a lot of these things. A lot, there wasn't a whole lot of new information, I guess, in this, but there's a lot of stuff I'd even either forgotten or the picture of the clip that I'd never seen before. That, was it, it was oh, designed to hold six pounds or something? Six pounds of pressure, I think, if they said it opens it. And yeah. Owen is what, 240 or something like that? 230? No, I think it's, what I, I think it's in a certain pull. Yeah, it's a certain pull, basically. It's not necessarily... It's it latch. can be suspended at a certain weight, but it's on the actual latch. It needs a certain amount, actually, for the latch to unclip. If True, but it doesn't sound like it was up to the job, obviously. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, no, not at all. Um, but the guy's yeah. too heavy for it. Yeah, it's... It wasn't designed for what it was used for. No, and... At the like... end of the day, if you're going to have someone suspended from the ceiling and kind of uh, coming down suspended... 
that you probably should have, you know, a professional outfit that, you know, have experience in this and using proper uh, equipment, regardless of the cost. But clearly that wasn't something that the WF wanted to but do back then. There is the issue around the actual rigor. Let's make sure to really pronounce that word rigor correctly. Oh, um, but basically he misrepresented himself. Uh, he was recommended to them by somebody who had worked with WCW because at the time obviously you had Sting coming down from the rafters mm. um, with a similar sort of a setup. This guy was recommended, but he basically portrayed himself as the guy basically who was in charge of rigging up those stunts, apparently. And this is all allegedly. This is all very much allegedly. Um, yes, I'd like to frame this entire conversation with the world allegedly before yes, Jerry McDevitt comes after us. This is where the alleged comes into this podcast. Um, so yeah, apparently he kind of misrepresented himself as and portrayed himself as being had a hell of a lot more experience. Even at that, apparently he didn't even do it the whole time. He just done it three or four times for Sting. He was involved in helping rig it up. Even with that being said, surely there is an overriding responsibility on the company that not just to take someone's word on it that you you know you, you go through adequate testing you verify you cross verify you you check all these things because you're putting the life of someone literally in their hands yep and i think the fact that he was referred by by the guys who were like one of the main guys in wcw apparently was who referred him across so there was the fact of they may have they may have taken it on good faith of that's where it was coming from again and I'm not wanting this to be uh, oh well they couldn't have known they should they should have done their due diligence there is a certain amount of that in it but at the same time if he is referred over from someone generally in most lines of work if someone's referred over like that you'll kind of take it on a certain amount of good faith as well which but I think we can all agree be... the most overriding moment and the most angriest moment from the entire show. Before you go there, can I say, can we, before you go to it, because I was going to go there next, did you remember the part they talked about how it was taking Sting too long to unclip himself? And that was one yeah. of the reasons they wanted to get this smaller, faster clip. That was yeah. a huge part of it. Sting, you remember we watched it. Sting in, in the 90s and watching Nitro. It took him a second or two. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah. A dude, and also, a dude a dressed like Crow came down from the roof. Who cares? This is a, gimmick, awesome. this is a piss take. This gimmick is a piss take, so why would it make a difference if he takes an age to take off a fucking clip? On this yeah. particular night, he was coming out before the Godfather, so he would have been standing there in the ring waiting for the Godfather to do his overly elaborate entrance. Yep, the Godfather who they're going to have the cameras glued to because, you know, tits. Mm. Yep. They could have literally had him standing there with the thing, and they could have had five guys take it off of him. Yeah. And while they cut the camera to the stage and the Godfather comes out. The right. other anyway, Fitz, go on. Sorry, well, I cut Fitz just, off. There. Just before we jump to Fitz, because Fitz is going to be a very big, is going to be a bigger point. It's going to be something we talk about for quite a bit. I had the thought when we were watching this, and I never thought of it before, and I can't believe I never did. Jimmy fucking Corderas being mm, in the ring. Oh, yeah. How much must it haunt him to this day? Right in fact, how him. close? Because if Owen falls on him, if he's not, if he's not looking, no one falls on his head. That way, that height, he's gone. That's but he even them. said it himself. Cordero said it himself that yeah. he he heard someone. He felt the thing going past him, and then Cornette was saying that Owen had shouted down, "Look out!" Yeah. Mm. Fuck. It's that. Yeah, it was just just a quick thought I, I had the other day. As I, I, I never really thought of the fact of the ref would have already been in the ring. You know, as horrible as everything else is, it was the one person I never thought of in all of it. Um, mm. Sure. Also, kind of shows how good some of the refs are at kind of keeping out of the way. That you kind of forget that they fade into the background a lot of times, you know. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, Fitz. 
So Kevin Dunn. Oh. I think is is he the the overriding villain of the show? This episode, apart from Vince, obviously. But like, uh, one thing we I always kind of repeatedly asked myself, kind of thinking back to this whole incident, because I was very young when it happened. I was only about was nineteen nine was two thousand one or ninety nine. Ninety nine. So I would have been twelve at the time. So I'd really would have just been coming into the the infancy of of watching wrestling. So I wouldn't have really understood what was going on too much. But like, Jesus, if something really bad happened, why are you continuing with the show? And you, even with that kind of caveat in mind, okay, they're continuing with the show, surely everyone involved with putting on the show is on the same wavelength. So everyone knows what's going on. Everyone's been briefed. Everyone has got a plan of how they're going to react. No, 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 no. You've got Jim Ross on commentary, camera a foot from his face with being told by Kevin Dunn, Owen's dead and you're back in 10, 9, can you imagine just for a second being told that news after what you're just after seeing with a crowd of 20,000 people around you with an audience of hundreds of thousands if not millions watching you live how you're supposed to comprehend that and how you're supposed to react and actually verbalize something to convey a message of condolences with Owen his family and then try promote a show that's going to continue. I remember I watched it the next day. So my dad had taped the pay-per-view or whatever. So he, they bought the pay-per-view or whatever it was on at the time. And he taped it and I'd watch it after school. We're like, what the hell does this mean? And I specifically remember the next day, my dad would buy the star, right? Mm-hmm. And it had it in the sports section that Owen Hart had died. And I remember like my dad or someone saying, oh, it's a, it's a story. He's fine. No, it's only wrestling. It's fake. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, all right. It's not like I was jumping on fucking Fightful.com yeah. after this. It was 1999. You know, you don't know. Um, so so you rumors take, on teletext back then. Yeah. You just kind of take what you see and you're like, yeah, yeah, probably they killed the blue blazer. He died or whatever. You know, you don't really... You don't know. You're, I was 14 or something like that. 13 or 14 or something. I don't know. And yeah, I remember specifically reading it in the paper. Then I was like, oh shit. Okay, it's like, fuck, something is, oh, this is real. And then you kind of, it's so horrible. You don't even think about it up until now. And then you see the thing, you know, we've we've all said, you know, you think they should have stopped the show. And Vince's eyes, oh, they've got a pay-per-view audience of millions or whatever and you know and they've got all these people in the crowd 20,000 people sold out it's a hard thing to do fine it's bullshit but it's whatever but the thing I think Marta or Oge said it I'm not sure which of them the police should have come back and closed it off as a crime scene yeah that's the big thing I never factored that in for whatever reason because we're wrestling fans you don't even think of the outside world when you're thinking about a pay-per-view someone said the police should have stopped the show they're dead right yeah, did a, did a little bit of a, yeah, like, did a briefcase. Sli- I mean, a contract. I mean, a brief, a briefcase. Contract. Money, briefcase, money in the money in the pocket. Briefcase. <laughs> yeah, I wonder did like, one of those get slidden across somebody's table. Have to be because by law you're supposed to have you know law enforcement on site for large gatherings like that. So there would have been some form of a commanding officer on site that yep. day when that incident happened, and I think it would be facetious for us to think that you know he didn't die on impact so that means that they knew that someone had died well yeah king king pretty much knew because the king left went backstage and was back out within a couple of minutes king knew that quick so if you are the commanding officer at that arena 
and you know that somebody's after dying from a horrific accident, how in good conscience could you not shut that shit down? Yep. You don't care who says what. You tell them what's happening. You get the mic. You go out and say, to fuck off home. You know, people yeah. will understand. People will have yeah, seen they what was after happening. He could have literally got on the bullhorn. He didn't even need PA yeah. system. He could just go, here, I'm on my megaphone. Leave. Yeah. Crime scene. Now, I, I, I never I, saw I those footage of the blood on the ring and everything. The blood on the them, boards them and stuff. Photos, oh, well, yeah. Them photos are haunting. And They've even haunted me the last couple of days seeing them. Jordan shared a video there during the last few days of Undertaker in the main event looking down at the ring and having just a glazed look and like a, a look of fear and sadness in his eyes. And you Austin know, coming out too didn't look too hot either did he you know Jarrett Jarrett doing the promo that's yeah I remember something about Road Dog that night as well Road Dog bawling his eyes out in a promo some one of those, on that yeah. night too could have been Monday Night Raw though it might have been the next night I'm not sure but I remember specifically Road Dog being in bits over it big big, big fan of the podcast there Road Dog shout out to the yeah. Happy birthday, and Sergeant Slaughter is a big fan now friend of the yeah. podcast I was watching AEW or I was Raw or AEW that night I can't remember and I remember sending you a message going I don't know what to do with this information Sergeant <laughs> Slaughter is following us <laughs> um, yeah um, Oge was he's the fucking man you can tell he's highly intelligent guy uh, Athena as well she's the image of Owen Isn't they it? don't they don't want anything to do with wrestling though. it's so ironic well not even ironic it, it's so telling I suppose that both Oge and Athena both paved careers effectively in finding truth. Yeah. You know, Oge yeah. has become a lawyer and Athena has become a journalist. So their their careers of choice have both been for justice and truth. And Interesting, that, that's isn't That's no accident. No. no. Things like that never, don't happen by accident. Never thought of that. That's a good point, Fitz. Never thought of that. Them having careers like that also really kind of feeds into... Or goes against rather the whole narrative of you know we're just the whole thing was about getting money it was about paid offs and it was all about this the fact the, and like she came out herself and was it in talking to Jericho or was it in, the, in her book basically around the whole thing of this wasn't about money it's like of course the money can be put to uses like to have the the foundation and stuff like that which does fantastic work and uh, charity does terrific work but here's but, the thing they deserve the money oh they do hundred percent and the fact them. of but the fact of if she was after money should go after the rigging the rigging crowd they're the ones who would have had the insurance first they're contracted to be brought in to do that they would have had the, the license of the insurance and stuff like that they're the people you go after you don't go after WWE her issue yeah. is with WWE because they're the ones who skimped on the contracting mm-hmm. they're the ones they're the ones who were negligent in how they went about bringing in their contractors and they're the ones who as a result then are the ones responsible how much respect has Martha gained from the last week of her media performances between Talk is Jericho, Dark Side of the Ring and other media performance. She was on Observer I think as well. I've been meaning to listen I to I haven't had to listen to that yet. But this is where I wanted to go next. Every one of us, I'm sure we've said it on this podcast, we've said it in public or you know, we're talking to each other in the pub or whatever. We've all said, damn it Martha just let him in the Hall of Fame. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I take it all back. Anytime take I said it, it back. I take it all back. She is 100% right. Yep. Yeah. And even with Oge uh, saying as well that as long as he lives, he doesn't want to see him in the Hall of Fame. So even when Martha, God rest her soul, does leave this world, it's not going to change the, the mood or the opinion. 
Yeah, and Oge took the heat off her of all this gun. You know, this whole thing about him being in the Hall of Fame and my mother didn't want it and all that. He's telling you right now he doesn't want it either. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. So, yeah, look, we've all said it. Everyone said it. You're lying if you said if you didn't want Owen Hart in the Hall of Fame. I, if that's what their beliefs are and you see his son crying yeah. about it, I never want to see Owen yeah. Hart in the Hall of Fame. Do, do I look at it and I can see why people want, I see why people want him in the Hall of Fame. Don't get me wrong. Oh, of course. Though, I of do course. too. He is I did. Incredible. I did until Tuesday. But, at the same time, I 100%. Uh, for wrestling career, it's and it's something we've said when we talk about a lot of these dark side of the rings this season in particular. When you separate the wrestling side from the story side of it, the wrestler I want to see enshrined would say, like, if they were to ever actually make a physical Hall of Fame, as Marta said, they don't even have a hallway of fame, it's not real. <laughs> Like it's so it is one of those things where it's like they don't physically have something. If they physically had something where it was something they were going to literally properly enshrine them, there's going to be a full like proper memorial style thing they could do for it. Mm-hmm. That would be one thing. But this is essentially as the Hall of Fame stands at the moment, it is literally a cash cow. Yeah, it's a case yeah. that they can put out a couple of extra t-shirts on their website for them, get a bit of a, maybe a, a legends or a merchandising the, side of things that they'll make. And the wrestler gets a check. That's yeah, not, you know, it's you know, a payday. So there will be all that side of it, but at the end of the day, she like she showed up when he was inducted into the uh, the professional wrestling hall of fame. No, that the overall one, the the, yeah. the more legit one. She showed up for his induction into that. She showed up for other she, stuff to do. She with posed with a picture. There's a picture yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. She posed with the plaque. Yeah. yeah, she she knows it's not a case of she hates the wrestling industry. She didn't like certain aspects of it or certain things of what it done to him. Obviously, the fact of it took him away from the kids from time to time. But she completely understood what it was. She understood why he was in it. She understood he was how good he was. She understood all of that. The only gripe she has is she doesn't want him to be. He doesn't want him to be in any way associated with the company who, essentially, was responsible for him no longer being part of their family. Yep, they deserve every penny they got. And mm. even if they didn't, I mean, I'm sure the money helped get these kids to where they are now, highly intelligent, oh, well-qualified yeah. people. But you can see but from the video that it. they did where they're actually, you know, outbuilding schools and helping orphan kids and everything that they're doing, you know. Yeah. Even if they only ever got to do one project, yeah, it was money well spent, you oh, know. Yeah. 100%. The, the, one of the, the big takeaways I got from it was, you know, the man behind Owen Hart. And the story of the person was was really kind of eye-opening because, again, we were all very young. We didn't know anything, and there wasn't Twitter. There wasn't the the dirt sheets then to tell you what people were really like. Your your impression of a real person is what you saw on the TV screen. That's why, Good you point. know, that's why people, you know, tried to stab wrestlers because they thought they were evil bastard men. Whereas nowadays, you know, we know that Becky Lynch is, in fact, not a man because she's pregnant. <gasps> You know, oh take my. that back. She can claim. She can. She can be who she wants. She can be a deer if she wants. She wants to be a deer. So the the, the point is going that he he obviously had this vision of you know checking out. You know, not becoming a parody of himself to steal a line from Undertaker. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> and we'll up. talk about we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that'll be, be some good stuff. But. Um, Owen obviously had, he realized that he didn't want to be wrestling forever he wanted to have the family life he wanted to be there to support his family um, and that kind of goes back to what you said earlier was that when he was falling Cornette in his interview said that the only thing that you heard from Owen when he was falling was look out because he didn't want to hurt anyone else on his way down so he, he knew he was, was going to die he, he knew, knew he was what was happening and he made sure that he didn't take anyone with him 
hate to say it, you look at it, it's weird tie-in to himself and Shad. Mm. Yeah. It's their last it's thought was their, their last, else. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, and even going back to that, the, the other the other takeaway I took from it was Jericho at the very end was that, you know, if Owen had survived and, and if he had stuck with the company within two years, so many fresh talents were coming in that would have really reinvigorated his career massively. You would have had Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, even Jericho himself coming through. And Angle. Owen versus Angle. Angle. My All God. of these matches with someone who at that time was the most underutilized wrestling talent on the roster he would have revolutionized everything that would have come since he was years he was years early to wwe oh yeah Um, for some reason i always thought when you mentioned those guys and go a little bit further lesnar and benjamin yeah owen hart and shelton benjamin shelton benjamin when he was young holy shit that would have been something else yeah yeah keep him going even further like he he could fit even in in current circumstances you imagine yeah. him in there with the likes of Ali, him and Murphy, him oh, and Black, oh, him and Owen Hart and Saudi Arabian brawls. Oh. <laughs> I, I say, Martin, I'd love to see him. Fo- <laughs> I'd love to see him hopping on the plane off over to Saudi. Undertaker and Owen Hart, three million apiece. Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He listened to my veins. He listened to the rest of the group last night. What did you make of the point that? Um, they brought up and I didn't think about it until I heard it, them mentioning it that Bret Hart was more pissed off that he was screwed out of a championship than his brother being killed by the company yeah that um, really fucking harrowed me when I heard it because I think Jesus it's fucking true I saw Bret Hart in Cork last year an evening with him two hour talk and all the bitterness all the bitterness that he had for the company for Goldberg there was no bitterness towards Owen not being around. Obviously, he missed his brother, but there was no anger as to why his brother wasn't around anymore. It's like Jesus, it, it, that kind of makes sense now. Do you but see this that? This was being... the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing with Marta Hart had said that the other Hearts had worked against her, and they were looking to keep yeah. a perpetual payday with Vince. Now that that kind of confused me as well because at that time it was ninety nine, so two years after the Montreal screw job. So Brett yeah. obviously would would have done anything to fuck over Vince and the WWF at that time. So I can't imagine he would have been one of the people who would have proactively worked against her. So were there others in the family that were financial beneficiaries from the WWF at that time? I don't know if anyone else was employed directly, but had he an arrangement with Stu or something that he would you know take talent and pay them a percentage or something or... Had he Teddy. But there was always Teddy. You know, the, Teddy. Oh, Teddy. <laughs> there was, but they mentioned Ted, that, you know, Ted, all Teddy the sons. Was there, Teddy was there in 1998. Like they mentioned, all the sons were wrestlers and all the daughters married wrestlers. So yeah. they didn't want to piss Vince off. It's a horrible fucking situation. And mm. I think there's a lot of people that would do things differently if they had the chance to do it again. Oh, I, um, I can only imagine. You only hope so. And Rian brings you know, up obviously apart from the rigging bit, obviously that's that's for that's a given. Oh, but I mean, in terms of the fallout, and unless you're Vince Russo, because that was Owen Hart's time to go. And, oh my you know, god! No matter what Vince Russo would have done or said at that time, it was right for Owen so, to go at that time. Can't I said this to you. I was I was listening to Wrestling Soup live last night, and I said to you lads, listen back to you. I know you're going to listen anyway, but listen to this specifically. Because they pulled up, uh, Mish pulled up a 
clip of G- of uh, Russo, of Vince Russo, saying that it was six years after Owen had died, and he said for years he held this uh, this uh, horrible feeling. I don't know what the exact words he used. Uh, this blame or whatever, this guilt, I guess you'd call it. Um, about Owen dying, that his pen, his pen was the one that hit the paper about all of this stuff. And he said the phrase, yeah. this was until I got saved. So he became Christian and he's decided that once I became saved, that uh, he understood that that was Owen's destiny and it was Owen's time to go. Religion is weird that way though. I know a lot of people Fuck say that about me. a lot of things. It's fucking weird how people get that shit in their heads, man. But that's no. just an excuse. Like that's no, just I've, using Christy. That's I've, using your Christianity for for negative bullshit. Oh, no, it is. Just but to, I've heard so many people use that for years, and it never makes sense to me. But I've heard far too many people say it to a point where I'm not surprised if 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 you get me. I, I don't. I think it's fucking disgraceful. But I'm also not surprised to hear that someone would have that mindset because I have heard it used in other shit before. I heard people saying that about Kobe. Oh. There is Genuinely, as element, recent as that, like there's like like most religions and and most way, ways and walks of life, there's extremists and there's radical kind of thought movements within them. And like veganism, you, you <laughs> veganism is the devil. But you you, <laughs> you you see this the whole time. To be fair, of I, I hate to term born again Christians because that really does. It's it, there's a negative connotation with that phrase. Because if you look, your smile. Yeah, but like, if you look at the likes of Sean Michaels, he's a born again Christian, but he's not a fucking whack job like Vince Russo. Like, you can't justify absolving yourself of sin because you now believe it was right that Owen Hart died that day. Oh, the spaghetti monster did it. The spaghetti monster in the sky said that it was time to die. Such a lot of shit. Mm. Yeah. Jordan, I'm, I'm now stealing that anyone says born again Christian, I'm going to call them people who lost their smile and then find it. <laughs> Sammy, Jordan, did you um, watch the, the post credit scene? No. So they talk, I just want to share it in the group earlier of where they talked about some of the ribs that Owen pulled. Oh, yeah. About oh. how he would ring wrestlers' rooms in the middle of the night and say, Sorry, sir, your uh, credit card has declined. Can you please come to reception to settle the bill or we will be forced to remove you from the hotel? And <laughs> him doing this to anyone and everyone. <laughs> I was just thinking about calling Vince as Stu Hart. Other things as well. Like, yes, son of a bitch. <laughs> The thing uh, Rian put into the chat, the thing about D'Lo Brown was fucking hilarious. And D'Lo was wrestling Owen Hart and um, D'Lo's very nervous, you know, and he's wrestling Owen and he wants him to calm down. He's been a bit stiff because he's nervous. He's not himself. So he, they do a snapmare takedown or whatever and they put him into a headlock or chin lock for something. And Owen goes, look at your shoes. And he's untied one of his shoes and they go into the next spot Another takedown, another chin lock. Look at your other shoe. It's 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 he's also untied that shoe, and they do another spot and they're down again. Obviously, I assume Owen is the heel here and he's getting the heat on him. And uh, he goes right, look at the ref's shoes, and he's untied all of their shoes. And he's like, now and he goes, you relax now, let's go. And he didn't even know Owen had done it. That's how good he was. <laughs> how do you not know if someone's untied your shoes? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so look I think that's the best way to leave it there we'll move on Mm. Um, I I would have preferred if they'd put some of those lighter moments in there I was looking to hear you know because Owen Hart is just legendary fucking prankster guy like you know and you always hear these stories about being a bit of a dick about that stuff (laughs) Cornette told one where (laughs) he was doing an interview and he had a uh, water gun and he squirted it onto Cornette's crotch so it looked like he pissed himself (laughs) when he was doing the interviews on live TV (laughs) 
<laughs> I would I would subscribe to Jim Cornette's podcast if he talked about the old times every week. Because yeah. you know, like for for any criticism you could throw at Cornette, anything post turn of millennium, he is almost a Bible on what happened. Yep. And he will tell you it in the most entertaining of ways, and I would nearly believe it word for word verbatim of what he says. Uh, oh, definitely! I love Cornet. Um, what, the other thing, Russo, re- what if Russo had the opposite opinion, though? Like, would, you know, Russo. Russo brave. <laughs> um, the other one, Rian put in there. I can't remember the reason there was pigs being brought in for the show, and somebody's like, "Hey, we got a delivery of pigs out here." Whatever it was, no one's like, "Oh yeah, just bring them over here." And he led them all into into Vince's office at the show. So Vince opens the door and his office is full of pigs. <laughs> And he immediately knew it on his own because he's all oh, man. <laughs> Imagine having that reputation in a locker room of 50, 60 lads. When you, when as soon as something goes down, they, they immediately it. think it's you. That's imagine, the sort of reputation you want. Imagine someone like Owen on the plane right from hell. Oh, stop. Um, who mentioned it about Gangrel's watch in the chat? Mick? I don't know that story. Throw it in there if you have it. Yeah, I don't know anything about that one. That's- um, yeah, it was just, he just seemed like someone, again, Just he was one of the boys, he was loved. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's rough. It was very much... Uh, <laughs> Here we go. So Owen, Owen took, Gang, took, ugh, took Gangrel's watch and helped Gangrel look for it. He kept it for months and put it back in, put it back in Gangrel's bag again months later. And then when we're back in the arena, he would put the watch back in Gangrel's bag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a man. What a man. Oh, stuff. Look, I, I don't think there's a better segue there. We're going to move on. Um, yeah, there we go. The Undertaker. I'm at the stage now where we're in live time. We're now over an hour in. We're probably about 45 minutes in on the actual podcast version. But um, yeah, I don't think we're going to get to Raw too much, lads. I have a feeling. No. Or NXT or AEW. I think we'll see what we get. Uh, be a we'll quick, go from here anyhow. Quick skim before doing the old... The prediction yeah, for Saturday. I think so, yeah. Uh, the Undertaker documentary episodes one and two. Chefs. Um, chefs. I think they're the best things the network have ever done. Yeah. And I don't think that yeah. can be debated. The biggest yeah. thing I love about this, and I said to the lads, is that normally they condense this down into a one episode, one hour thing. I absolutely love the fact that they're spreading this out over five hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It needs give to be all, Give me all the nuances. Give me all the details. Give me everything. No character in the history of the WWF has captivated me more than The Undertaker. I need to know everything. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, I did not need to see the footage of the surgery. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I rang my dad after watching that on Sunday evening because in the last few years, he's had both his hips replaced. Yes. So I was saying, geez, dad, you never guess what I was after watching. I was like, you know, do you know what I watched your ass? Yeah. And do you know, do you know, you've heard of The Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched him have his hip replaced. <laughs> uh, yeah, he took it better than you, you pussy. <laughs> you fucking walked the out there. Walked out straight on crutches. Yeah, the thing was, um, he told the doctor that Vince was saying, well, I had this done and I walked out the same day. And he was like, yeah, let's not have any bravado here. Okay, you're going to need time to recover. But the best thing, I'd, I'd laugh my fucking ass off. The, the nurse is looking up his documents or ever have you ever had surgery before <laughs> self and michelle just laugh you're like yeah i've broken literally every bone in my body maybe twice <laughs> the man reading off the list of stuff 
Like, yeah, I, I just realised one line we did not say when we were talking about the last dance earlier. I took that shit personally. I was thinking of the list. It was like the list of things that Jordan took personally. But when your man yeah. is sitting there with the, the surface and he's there like, oh, so you've had this done. Uh, pick pick a finger. Which one did I break? It's like, oh, he's trying to straighten <laughs> them. He can't straighten his fingers. It's like... <laughs> All that sort of shit. Oh. Um, um, but then he asked the doctor, you know, he was like, um, so you've been doing this a while? He was like, yeah, I've been doing it for seven years. So even then the taker was still, he, you could tell he was worried. You tell, you know, he was, this guy looked young and he was afraid that he might have been an early, I, early in his career or whatever. But would that not have been potentially the same doctor or at least one of the doctors who would have been involved in his first replacement? It was, yeah. so it was the same facility. Yeah. It was the same facility. The first one was only done like three or so years beforehand. So your man might not necessarily been the senior doctor in there at the time, but he mm. may he would have still he might been, have transferred even. He could yeah. have been from a different hospital and yeah, but, but still uh, either way, like he was, the, like, the, the doctor was known because I think even Michelle turned around and said, you know, this this guy we know he's good at what he does, sort of thing. So he, he they knew what they were getting themselves in for to an extent, but obviously anything like that you have to it is going to be on your mind going in there. Like mm. my two takeaways from this episode, though, number one was Taker going up to Reigns. And saying, and effectively apologizing for the quality of the match and that it was all on him. Like, he's no. a big man, but that was fucking, he didn't need to do that. Everyone knew what the story was. Everyone, no one would have ever accused him or uh, gone, gotten in his face and called him out for it because of who he is. But he still had the balls to own up to it and to go up to your man and apologize and say that it wasn't good enough. But there's two things I wanted to mention about this because we talked about it in, on WhatsApp during the week. The first one is that the Taker was in the Rumble that year and they knew that we're setting up the angle for Taker versus Roman. Mm. And he knew in January at the Rumble that he wasn't ready for the match at WrestleMania. He knew he had no business being in there. And the second thing is they hung a lot around this Roman Reigns match that it was terrible and it was awful and all this. I talked about this. I don't remember it being that bad. I know it wasn't a great match, Mm. but I think the story was worked perfectly. The new young, the young lion taking down the old lion. You know that kind of way. I remember it, and he was past it. I remembered the tombstone counter spot. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, and I remember those one or two times Taker looked a bit slow. But as you said, that fed into it. But I think, yeah, just him actually being that bit slower fed into our perception of what the story should have been. Whereas in his head, he wants a different story. I couldn't even it put was a reversal the on him. Ending. There you go. Hi, Nicky. Hi. <laughs> that, was, that was the perfect entrance. Yeah. Yeah, look, the thing with the spot, you could tell he didn't know what Reigns was doing at the end when he did the double. He hit the ropes twice yeah, with yeah. the spear and he reversed it. The taker just about got in time. It's like an um, AW women's four-way match. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I thought you know it was real it wasn't the greatest match I mean the Takers had worse matches than that Reigns has had worse matches mm. than that I thought because of how you could tell Takers done you could tell and then they did the thing where they went in specifically and they mentioned that Undertaker went and kissed Michelle he'd never done that he's never broken kayfabe in 30 years and he did it there then he got dressed put his stuff down in the ring and he, they did the part where he lowered him under the ramp into a cloud of smoke perfect chef's fucking kiss that was the way to go but the problem is, he got healthy again. Doesn't want to be a parody of himself, mm. even though he actually is now. And it's like he's Mickey Rourke in the wrestler. It's just going to be a case of he's going to have he's going to get healthy. He's going to be in the best shape of his life, Eddie Guerrero style. 
then he's going to have a shit match and he's going to want to redeem himself. And then he'll have a good match and he thinks he can do it again. And then that next match is going to be shit. And then we go on and on and on. The wheel keeps turning. One one little small, and a very small little point that I really liked in all this. Even back then, one thing he called out when he was backstage was he, or was it when he was backstage or at home where he said, that's the one person I I, I regret or I, I, I wish I worked. It's AJ. AJ. He just gets it. It's like a younger Sean. Oh, that was definitely a planted uh, clip from like six months ago. I don't know. <laughs> it way, too if, coincidental. Like, if I'm AJ Styles and I'm watching that, I'm, I'm maybe going to the bathroom for a few minutes. <laughs> you know oh, I'm ripping the cock off much, myself over that. How do you get a bigger compliment than that? Yeah. Do you know, the Taker telling you this guy gets it. As a small guy who does lots of flips. Do you know, yeah. that's not Taker's style. It, no, he's just... Crazy. Yeah. And he wouldn't um, have seen too much of AJ at that time because no. I can't imagine Taker would have been one of these guys who watched other promotions very no. much, no. if at all. He wasn't uh, logged into fucking New Japan World watching him against fucking Okada or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that sort of stuff I wouldn't be surprised with because there was the whole strong style and a lot. He took a lot. He took bits and pieces from that whole from style. MMA. So he took pieces from MMA. It wasn't all MMA. There was he, he was one of the stronger guys they had though to an extent. What about the soup bones? His soup bones, of course. What <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I love the the human element of of this. And I love the connection yeah. that him and Michelle actually have because, you know, we can be cynical and we have been known to be a smidgen cynical from time to time. Bullshit. Bullshit. Thank you. Allegedly. You have Allegedly cynical. My, dreams in my childhood with your empty words. You let Greta speak when I press her button. How dare you? <laughs> well, like, we, can, we can all assume that or we all probably did assume that when Taker got together with Michelle, you know, bit of a trophy wife, you know. Bit of, yeah, first prize. Bit of a crow eater, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, wants to hang around. But, but you they're know, so alike. They are. They're, they're actually a good, they're a good match. Like, they really yeah. are. Obviously, there's a good age difference between them. There's, what, 12, 13 years between them? Roughly, but, I think, yeah. And what was the moment? It, it, that just struck oh. me so much. The moment <laughs> when Taker realized yeah. that, you know, there's something about this girl is when she threw the perfect spiral on a football when they were just throwing around the pigskin before a, a raw tape. And that's pretty mm-hmm. fucking cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. And if I was outside kicking around a football or hitting a slitter off a wall and a young one was able to hit it back to me or throw it back to me, I was like, all right, what have we got over here? How are you doing? She, she can hit a ball and you're going to hit her, I see. It. <laughs> <laughs> Consensually uh, with my Consensually, of course. Enzo <laughs> reference. Um, oh, that was another thing. Sorry, I know we mentioned Wrestling Soup already. I was listening to them reviewing Leo Rush's unbelievable music. And they just spent a whole beat or uh, show, Frank and Gus uh, episode talking about it. And at it was, the end, they were like, Do you know what? I think you said, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. And at the very end, they're like, you know what? I'd like to apologize to Enzo. We were too hard on him. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to Brilliant. listen to Rush's music before I listen to that episode? Because I'm up to 16. No, now, I no, I... I hadn't listened to any of Leo Rush's music and I think that helps that I had gone in fresh just like Joey and Mish had. So <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. I, I, anyway, love, I love when they have um, new stuff sprung on them that they're unaware of. <laughs> oh, stuff. Uh, but what else happened? Um, we got to the Cena match. That was the, the big hook of this one. Um, how he's back. 
And the thing was, uh, it only lasted three minutes. I, I was expecting to go 25, 30. And you're like, eh, eh. I think they found the perfect spot for you there. The, the quick John Cena match or a Boneyard match is kind of perfect for you. Mm-hmm. Hit your big spots, get out or do the big cinematic thing. People don't, people don't go to see Undertaker now for what they would have seen 10 years ago. You don't go to see Undertaker now for like what we saw with the, the four matches across the two DX lads. Yep. You're not going for that now. You're going to see Undertaker for the experience. The entrance. The entrance. The memory. The entrance. Yeah. I to this I'll, day there's very few things yeah. I will say that will stick with me for my whole life, my whole fandom of wrestling. There's certain aspects of certain OTT shows, whatever, because you know you're in the front row and you're seeing that sort of stuff. But being in the stands for an Undertaker entrance at WrestleMania is It's unreal. Yeah. It's, it's my, it's you my favorite men- memory of I've I've been at Champions League finals. I've been to a lot of crazy shit. My favourite memory of all time is Taker's entrance at WrestleMania 30, or 32 that I was at. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Now imagine Just being there with the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a different story. You know, I, I, I thought I'd done all right, you know, because we shut up and it's like, yeah, cool, he's in a cell match. And there's both members of DX are also locked in that cell at the same time. Yeah. This is childhood. This is so many memories. <laughs> Next thing, this other fucker goes off to another mania a couple of years later and he loses. Yeah. <laughs> boo, boo, yeah. boo. Um, but um, what else is there? The, the Cena match. Uh, oh, the thing about his self-doubt. Oh. Triple H had to remind him who the fuck he was kind of thing. Seeing him cool. be broken, broken Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. broken. <laughs> a libation, puff of all. Okay, fine, I'll indulge. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty good. What do you make of the whole thing, Nick? You weren't here for the start of this, so. Uh, I, the first two episodes. First, first one, I loved the first one. Second one was really good as well, but I preferred the first one of the two of them. I just that whole mm. story was just the climate as I said that should I, I really welled up during the end of the first one just with him walking back up the ramp like because I remember what it felt like watching that live and thinking that was yeah. actually the end it's it why I put it as my number one that year and they're formerly mm. known as the Bit Heads Awards yeah <laughs> oh yeah we need, we need that the, the, uh, the alleges the alleges yeah <laughs> um yeah and then I think next week is the Goldberg Saudi Arabia stuff no, potentially the, the, the no, DX the, stuff yeah the DX the, Australia that was Australia or Australia oh, sorry yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 Aussie yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Sean Michaels and uh, Australia with yeah the, where with Sean Michaels who hadn't wrestled in eight years coming out of his retirement for the second time ran rings around Kane Triple H and The Undertaker <laughs> even though Triple H did get injured obviously but yeah Oh, yeah, that's when he it's going to be good. That's when he had the bruised tit for a couple of months. Yeah, he did. He blew it. He blew out his booby. <laughs> uh, Blueby. Bluebies. Um, yeah. Um, looking forward to episode three on Sunday. Um, the following potentially week, I think they have a break. Then, isn't it? Have a no, break I think it's all weeks. in a row. Is there? What are they? I think they have a break one of the weeks. You shut your whore mouth. It better not be. I will um, check. But yeah, there could be could be some good viewing hungover after um, Double or Nothing on Sunday, I guess. Oh, yes, Queen. Um, yes. Yeah, actually, it's a two-week uh, two break. So, yeah. or is there... Yeah, sorry, episode, episode three is May 24th, and episode four is June 14th. Fuck you. Ooh. And episode five is June 21st. When are the next pay-per-views? Is that after Yeah, it's probably a pay-per-view weekend, probably. June 7th, uh, take over in your house. June 7th, take over, and then the following week is Payback or Backlash or whatever is June mm, 14th. Pay Backlash. Pay Backlash, yeah. Pay June Backlash f- Forgiven. 
it's June, that's June 14th, I think. So that's, yeah. Probably I think. after that one, then, then they kick them off again. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of good documentaries on, on networks at the yep. moment. Welcome good to the times. alleged documentary podcast. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, now we have a name. Uh, so just keep muted there, you're good. <laughs> just in time for AEW chat fits. <laughs> he needs to mute his microphone. Second. I can talk. Uh, so, okay. right, so the problem with Nyla is she tries to wrestle. <laughs> tries to <laughs> To be fair, I don't even know it was her fault. No, no I, yeah, I yeah, we'll talk about the stuff. No, um, no we'll go, we'll Statlander and Sheeta. Statlander and Sheeta probably shouldn't be throwing a woman that size on top of a small woman onto her knee. And it looks like the reports are that Britt Baker is out for six to nine months with a torn cruciate or ACL. So, but can she yeah. still dentist with that? Can she still dentist? I don't know. Can you? I don't with know an if ACL. she would be able to. Jesus, so she's not. A, she's not. So we have to do a lot of straight though. Yeah, but I, I, she can't dentist which does that mean she's not a dentist yowie wowie no no you, oh my you, god you, you keep your doctor you just can't put your hand in people's mouths huh legally i, I don't know maybe it's it, like, maybe if people ask her to she can do it as well if you wear a mask though does that change everything it makes it, it makes it tougher it makes it tougher <laughs> well <laughs> nikki the smart people cut a hole in their mask to make sure they can go about their daily lives <laughs> fucking hell Oh, did you God. see the one? Yeah, the, did you see the, the one with the built-in straw? Yeah. No, there's one oh, even better. There's a straw. I think listening your boy talked about it. There's a one with a built-in straw. Oh, good lord! So you can drink your fucking oh, quarantinis. <laughs> you're like, why well, would you, you buy know, that? That'd be handy when you're jumping on the Zoom call with the girlies later tonight. Oh God! Oh, Nikki hasn't. Did you get the OTT one? No, no. This is one my mammy made. Oh, all right. I was going to say it doesn't suit very well to the old podcast thing. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a podcast in masks. I like it. Uh, I, I'm, um, I'm going to put the default the, the for this particular one on, on Brit rather than the other two. I think you're being harsh. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, actually, I, I want to rephrase that. I'm not putting default on it. I think if anyone could have done anything to make it more safer, Brit should have had her legs straight. She should, but also, like, Nyla should have went into her, not into her leg. Well, Nyla didn't have much control. Mm-hmm. I'd also say Nyla should have went, like, it wasn't Nyla's doing, it was the, the, the delivery of it should have been into yeah. her, not into her uh, leg. Again, I don't, I don't think so. I think, personally, you, you put her to the side so that you're not putting all of the weight directly onto the torso of the person. But you see, but the move is. That's, that's what the move is, yes, because you're flipping in and you're landing, you're landing, yes. in the you're gap. landing on the ropes. Like, you're not really landing, you're kind of landing on the ropes. Yeah. You're not taking uh, too much pressure oh. on them. It's a poor And you're taking the bump. Spot. Between their legs, you take the bump there. You see Kevin Owens do it all the time. The The gap with the legs is where they fall. They yeah. definitely fucked up the spot. Like, it wasn't clean. It was, definitely wasn't a clean spot. No. Uh, I, to be honest, I think all three and a half, if you're quite an Orange Cassidy, all the, the three injuries were, were just down to pure bad luck more so than anything. Like, I don't think anyone really was grossly shite or obviously not up. catching not catching people is is, is poor like it was only like a little short but they should have been able to it's catch both people. i want i want to yeah, throw something out there yeah i want to throw something out there on this um 
part of that to do with the fact that some of the people who are working like more indie shows and stuff like that you always have the ring crew who are standing around to, to perform the catch with them <laughs> potentially awesome. no, take, but there was another the if you're some people to, to stand behind the ring crew while they take the full catch shout out to Amy Alonzi who um, told me to move at one point when fucking Corvin was about to land head first into me she was like move will do <laughs> Amy's good people Amy's always one of the first ones to yeah. react to that stuff she cops that stuff coming a mile away fair play to her it's obvious, she does yeah <laughs> I was like move like right now it's like I like, need to pick up three beers move okay to fuck <laughs> yeah no I, I agree um, with Nick Nick's right that one Ray the way he kind of jumped and the way he set it up looked like he was going to go longer but obviously he just kind of flopped in air and people weren't ready but they still had enough time to react it but didn't he got missed there's a very good point that somebody brought up was that if you look at what's the English dude's name again Sabian uh, Sabian he 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 moved back when uh, Phoenix did the second springboard. You know, he jumped on the ropes, then he jumped back yeah. and then bounced. Yeah, Sabian was one that was in the middle, and then when when Phoenix didn't jump the first time but jumped the second time, the lads moved back further, and mm. then they were waiting for him to come out further. Phoenix obviously seemed to go up and straight down. Yeah, and they had already reacted to kind of the f- waiting for the first jump, and it was kind of a mix of the two. But but it was when what's <laughs> what the stupid thing was when. Cole Cabana came in then and they're still all selling that well you know no, he didn't hit anyone and they still sold it which is a bit silly but whatever that's another story for another day Colt comes in he does another he comes out and does an acai moonsault on top of all of them again and then Orange Cassidy just gets hooked he was completely overjumped <laughs> so between well I think it was Phoenix the best friends though and Orange <laughs> Cassidy overjumping it was just Cold Cabana was oh, just right. I was the, orange, the Orange Cassie one I started. Remember he ran in Ring of Honor that broke his leg that time doing the dive? I, I oh, thought yeah. he was going to go like that because his leg caught fully on the... On the, the oh, uh, scary. Like, this dive is too short. This dive is too long. Cold Cabana is just right. <laughs> I, I, I've watched match the back and I didn't see the match one. I didn't, I didn't come to match That was a non-issue. Yeah, I watched it live and it did look like he didn't catch him or he kind of moved out of the way or whatever. And I was surprised. I, did, I remember watching it going, oh, did they miss that as well? But that was more because Twitter was taking the high holy piss out of them not being able to catch guys earlier. So I was kind of more aware of catches. Like I probably wouldn't have noticed it any other week. But then I was surprised to hear that he had potentially had a rib injury. Well, someone said earlier that he's good to go. Yeah. Or most of them are. It's just him, Brit that's not good to go. Him and ours are good. Ray apparently is to be decided tomorrow, yeah. I think. Um, now if you never know if, if perhaps there's some sort of a, a get together for people to discuss the pay-per-view <laughs> later tonight they might end up discussing and uh, leaking some of the news if you were to pay 20 quid to join it um, oh, only brands I I was in the chat of the soup last night and I put that image in and all hell broke loose it was beautiful <laughs> to, Mish, to an extent oh, where Mish, I, I really hope he rings in <laughs> I jumped on the chat. I actually jumped on the podcast because I was struggling to sleep. And next thing Steve sends that message and I was like, I can't fucking sleep anyway. The hell with it. Loaded up listen to the last 25 minutes. <laughs> totally worth it if Mish oh. rings in for 20 quid. I said put John Draper in a wig and just let him on there. <laughs> hey, gals. You're fucking amazing. Oh, and here we have uh, Jan. Jan Draper. <laughs> Jan Draper. <laughs> and please record it and please put it onto the fucking Patreon feed. It would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but actual wrestling stuff then. The pack promo was fucking class. Yeah. They're missing him so, at the moment. So, so good. Yeah. Um, Aaron, um, Fitz, you, you put in the big angle stuff there, so you, I'll let you go through it. Yeah, I, I just put in the, the, the kind of talking points, the, the points that I kind of took from it. So the Aaron Anderson, Jake Roberts promo, that, I enjoyed that, you know, it's it's weird. I didn't realize that they never really crossed paths before throughout their wrestling career. It's just one of those that you'd automatically assume because they're such legends in the in the wrestling world that they would have had some sort of interaction or dealings with before, but apparently not. Uh, that it's was the whole tag team singles thing, I guess. You would have expected the odd weird throwaway tag man, match, you know, yeah. Tag, you know, yeah. Like so, I I yeah. felt this segment was very old men rambly. Mm. I I shared nostalgia. In, in the chat, in the WhatsApp chat, I put in the picture of the grandpa's uh, wrestling from Rugrats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Save that for the next Saudi show, will you? Yeah, I, I already have it. Have it saved on the phone, along with two thousand five hundred other memes. But <laughs> there somewhere. The one of the lines uh, I popped for watching like all of the wrestling was like at the very end after the Bucks and Hangman came back and they, they scared away the inner circle, Hangman shouts after him, where are you going, you inner inner, inner circle jerk-off? <laughs> it took me two seconds to get it, and I was like, oh, that was brilliant. But the 100-yard dash from Hangman was amazing. <laughs> oh, I, wonder, was he, Hangman. I wonder, was he just lying down flat and he could never see him, and then he gets up? Was there like did he actually I can't see a reason why he would have ran the entire pitch to hit a hit a clothesline. But it was amazing. You see, <laughs> he tweeted something out afterwards of the fastest cowboy alive. What you didn't see was he was actually in the stand behind the goalpost at the far end. So he grabs the railing and buckshots over. <laughs> but he misjudged the distance, so he has to run the full ninety odd yards to perform the clothesline. Um, Makes it more gotta stop drinking, hangman. You gotta stop drinking. Close, <laughs> like, far I away. I can't. I'm no good at judging distance. But I have to say, he's run about ten feet away from me. Uh, <laughs> that's genius, Gordo. We have our clip one twenty four fifty nine. Sean Spears promo. I really like that as well. I like that. I like good. getting I like the character out of him. Was that based on Randy Orton's old injury updates thing, which are inevitably probably going to recycle with Britt Baker? Yeah, well, I mean, it was 20 years ago, I guess, but definitely, yeah. yeah. But I did notice when people started talking about it, I looked it up, and they used to do a thing. You remember Randy Orton's, or RNN, they used to do? Yeah. And he would have a percentage of how ready he is to go, like yeah, 36% ready. And I was thinking, combine the two thing with Matt, was it Nick Jackson? He had percentages each, each week that he was ready. Perfect. Put your hands together. <laughs> yeah. Ah, um, yeah. The, the, the promos this week were very good. That's one thing. The promos this week were good. They had the pack one, the, the Sean Spears one, Darby Allen one was very good. Yeah, they did good on the promos. Other things not so good. Yeah, <laughs> they've done the entertaining, but the wrestling was a bit shaky. See, apparently the referee offering contracts to some of the people who helped out during the circumstances. I will. I would be surprised. I'd be very surprised if he didn't because he's actually of all the people that I saw out of all that he was one of the if not the best in the ring of all the ones that they hadn't already signed or had offered stuff to um, and Jericho took a liking to him yeah. so yeah we and saw, what's, we saw him in the te- was it, which, which hotel the tower uh, no, Tracy's, Tracy's Tracy's hotel, hotel. in Waterford where we're, he couldn't do a dive off the top rope because the roof was too small you couldn't stand <laughs> on, you had to stand on the second rope you couldn't actually do a dive off the top rope the roof was that low <laughs> Remember, what, what, 15 years ago now, Gordo? Jesus. Uh, uh, it's around about 
12, 13. Remember, remember 12, 13 years ago, yeah. yeah. Nothing like a good shindy show, eh? Oh, lads, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was something. Um, yeah. Um, what's this thing? I missed this because I know I switched over live when I was watching for the Drake match on NXT. This uh, next week at Battle Royal with the winner facing Cody uh, or Lance Archer for the TNT title. Yep, exactly what it says in the tin. They announced that next week they're going to do a Battle Royal. Guessing we may see one or two debuts potentially in it. Because you know they're going to kick off. They often do it when they kick off the cycle. How do they get the old social distancing rules in there? They, as in the yeah. um, everyone's tested. That's fine. You don't need to. Yeah, test they're it. all tested. Yeah, got those ah, they're just licking each other's faces. They're good. <laughs> uh, um, that's an interesting one. Uh, sorry, I had to switch over to look up the double or nothing card while I was there. So, um, Britt Baker, obviously, we mentioned ACL. Um, MJF beat up Marco Stunt. Beat that boy something fierce. Better match than I thought it would be. Mm. But I'm still, the Very fact that Marcos, like Marcos Dunch just doesn't belong there. Uh, I'm looking forward so to him weird. inevitably facing Rusev or Miroslav or Machka or whatever he's going to call himself. Uh, and Machka having to sell for him. Um, oh, I like the, the John Moxley thing um, where he threatened to break Ten's arm if um, Brody Lee didn't bring the title yeah. belt back out. And he did it. That was good. He stuck to his promise. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> you don't see that very often. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Orange Cassidy dodging the kick from Phoenix on the ramp was oh, a nice touch. That was good. Yeah. Orange Cassidy Phoenix match. I really enjoyed the Orange Cassidy Phoenix match overall. I thought that was very good. E- even I didn't. I hate Orange Cassidy. So. <laughs> I don't hate Orange Cassidy. I don't get him. You know, it's like, eh, whatever. Uh, Matt Hardy defeated he who shall not be named. Luckily. And uh, <laughs> I have Chris Benoit from the show just here where I just dislike him that God. much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, decent show. Decent show. It was grand. It was grand, sir. It was grand. Uh, I haven't watched it live in God knows since last year. Um, I've either not watched either of them or um, watched NXT. But yeah, Sammy Guevara seems to be getting, I know I don't like him, but he seems to be getting uh, quite over. People love him. He's slowly winning me over. He just his, like a his selling his his selling of moves when he takes beatdowns is winning me over in a big way. Yeah, he the man the man takes the whooping. Surely that golf cart gave you a little bit of a, a bit of love there. Steve. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah I mean, I got because... to see a guy I intensely dislike get run over by a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just yeah. No, I don't really. I just play it up for the, the laugh or whatever. But to be fair, I, though, if I just, is... he just doesn't look like a wrestler to me. Do you know that kind of way? I'm, I know I sound like an old man there, like cornetting it up, but. No, he needs something about him. He needs a beard, or he needs a fucking tattoo, or chest hair, or something. I don't know. He just he a little bit of a beard. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, to ever see a little, a little, little, bit, a little yeah, bit of yeah. stubble there. He's just like one of those fucking annoying wanker YouTubers, and he is an annoying wanker YouTuber. And I and I came across his channel on YouTube one day, and he does the thing with the thumbnail, where it's like it's it's literally I got run over by a golf cart, and it's his face going. You know, like, like <laughs> fuck you, but youths. Are we at a point where, and this is the, one of the most twenty twenty things that's I'm ever gonna, that's ever going to happen? Are we at a point where Sammy Guevara is the? Oh, I don't know if I say biggest, but the most relevant Hispanic wrestler in North America right now. Well, apparently Rey Mysterio's contract is up. Oh, so like Rey hasn't exactly done a huge amount on TV lately. Like Rey shows up for his dribs and drabs. Like since the Lesnar thing, Andrade, Rey really. Andrade's been pretty 
Andrade. Like it's literally for me, it's between Selena Vega and Sammy as the two most featured, I would say. What about Humberto? Exactly. Silence says it all. <laughs> and I, and I, again, and I say that I like Humberto. I like Humberto a lot. I think he's got a lot of lot of potential because he's smug as fuck. He's um, just thinking it's disliking Humberto for some reason. That raw and she's too so. Oh, I think I it's his it. face. Yeah, I think, it a, yeah, I think it's his face. Dimples. He's got his that punchable face. Dimples. Yeah. Well, after Raw this week, if there, since uh, Theory has gone out of the group now. Why don't you just try and turn Humberto and have him and Garza as the really smug heel tag team? And then you have Andrade, who, let's be honest, is going to be a main eventer. He is not going to be sitting around this did the US title for much longer. He is going to be in that main event scene. So you have your main event backed up by a tag team and the mouthpiece behind it all. You can have a proper power faction there. And I think Garza or Humberto needs Garza. Yeah. Because Garza's charismatic as fuck. Mm. So. Yeah. And Humberto has got everything between those ropes. In between those yeah. ropes, he is one of the best guys they have. I've said it for a long time. The two of them together could be fantastic. The show is all over the shop. <laughs> we went from AEW, Bill Raw, I figured we're not very gonna, much the Latin American Championship level of, you know, we're of we're Raw. Not, we're not going to talk about much else from Raw, let's be honest. No, no. Apart, well, I mean, we have to talk about the best. Was it the greatest wrestling match of all time? Ever. ever. Pause is key. Uh, and wearing, the pause is so key in that. I'm wearing the Edge and Christian t shirt. <laughs> um, we'll talk Tommaso Ciampa and Killer Cro- or Carrion Cross. Carrion. You know that awkward stage where you're learning their WWE name? Yeah. And it's still there. And Baller like, is still oh, dev to me, damn it. Carrion <laughs> <laughs> Cross is a fucking terrible name. Dev it up that Balor, boy. And also, um, I'm not going to forgive them for just calling her Scarlet. Yeah, well, the rumor was that she was going to be called Roxanne, so at Scarlet least you got that. Yeah, it is. But then I again, we could make it. jokes every week about police songs, you know. <laughs> I'm really upset about it. Roxanne! Um, she never has to put on the red light. No one can make her. Now you can make the Scarlet for not... a joke. Yeah, Scarlet. <laughs> and all of our audience will definitely understand. Oh yeah, definitely not in her because yeah, you know we've we've ne- we've never we've always maintained that we will never make jokes that will not appeal to the majority of our fan base. Yeah. We will never have just yeah. our own little in jokes. Yeah, the, the podcast is bleeding rapper like that. You know, it's, yeah, exactly. Like, it, the amount of Hardy Bucks references that have been thrown out on this pod in the last couple of months as well. <laughs> And, you know, yeah, at least we're moving the references a little bit. People, you know, <laughs> that room again. <laughs> Look, we're mo- we're moving the references a little more east, you know. So, <laughs> uh, so Tommaso Ciampa, Killer Cross, just number four. Just took it to my veins. Yes, give it to me. I still think, oh, I still think Scarlett's going a little too much. She's, I mean, she's, yeah, she's hamming up a bit too much. Just tone it down a tiny bit. But other than that, I love How it. dare you! <laughs> can't criticize Scarlett on this podcast. She's a beautiful woman. No, I know. Yeah, I know. It is. It's true. Um, Damien Priest, vignette saying he's coming from Balor Takeover. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Never thought I'd be looking forward to a fucking punishment Martinez match. <laughs> what are the chances? Um, I really enjoyed it. I switched over to the Maverick match. Um, really enjoyed it. I liked the story they told there. Um, and myself and Alex from Fightful were talking about it on Twitter as well, going mentioned you know oh so this guy uh, Jake Atlas is 2-1 and one. and I was like well who, this could get even more crazy because if Drake somehow beats Kushida they're all 2-1 and one. 
and they all have an identical head-to-head record against each other. One went over each in a and second. I, and I was like, I just replied back on, there's only one way to solve this. King of the Ring War final. games. War games. <laughs> War, War games. games. War games. War games. <laughs> War games. Um, so they're doing the triple threat um, with the winner uh, going on to the final. But it's interesting. You could have Drake Maverick get a sneaky little win over Jake Atlas here. Kushida's protected. And then you have Kushida take the title straight off Drake. Yeah, so you'd have the story of Drake running it. And then everyone's 50 50 up. It's perfect for what WWE. You could do, like the way they're kind of doing Atlas, it sounds like they might be wanting to turn him heel. I don't know. Just I'm getting a vibe from that. So you could, the Ooh. fact that he's, you know, bigging up uh, Maverick so much, you could have him get the sneaky win over, or Maverick get the sneaky win over him. And then Atlas costs him in the final. That's how you get him to be heel. You might never pay off matches or anything. I like it. <laughs> you- I assume this tournament was designed for Kushida to win, though. And I guess the Drake Maverick thing was a bit of a spanner in the works. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's... I don't know. And then I, I thought it was all leading to Devlin-Kushida ladder match for the unified title or something. What if we went the opposite but, way? What if we went the road of Kushida taps Atlas, which causes Maverick to lose his shit and beat the shit out of Atlas for costing him his career, basically? Mm. And he wasn't involved in the decision. He watches yeah. as he as his career goes away. Yeah. Oh, Basically, God, Drake yeah. is crawling back into the ring to try and break it up as Atlas taps. I'll expand on it. Do an old school gimmick where they tie his arms up on the ropes. And oh, he has the to, fall he's back. forced to look and on. He's looking yeah, right he's at it. Forced to look on. Oh, oh number four. Yes, <laughs> you are giving them far too much credit that they could be that creative. Well, we have two Hall of Famers now listening to the podcast, so hopefully one of them will pass it on. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a nice little way to do it. I like that. Um, so Riddle challenges Tatter to a cage match next week. Yes. Cage fight, isn't it? <laughs> cage cage fight. Match. Yeah. Yes. Um, Keith Lee defends, uh, defends his woman. These are Fitz's words. Keith Lee defends his woman after the Gargano's is, 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 is attack Mia Yim. Um. Yeah, but they didn't mention that he was her bae. Yeah, not a bae. Not not enough uh, bae mentioning going on. Bay bay. I, I was so expecting them to come out and say that you know, oh Keith Lee is out here, you know, because he's in a relationship with Mia Yim, but they never mentioned it. I I know they kind of do this in NXT where they don't kind of give you the obvious information straight away. It's kind of like okay, let's play it up to the smarts. You know these things anyway, and then next week we'll confirm it, kind of a thing. So maybe but that's what they are doing. You don't need to either because like they were already like Agamas were already teasing Keith Lee and setting that up beforehand. So it also makes sense that he'd come out and try and stop them. So yeah, to just do the subtle. Yeah. There'll be the subtle kiss on the cheek from one of them to the other next week or something. I, I, don't, I don't even think they'll go. I don't want them to do Becky and Seth on it, like. No. no, but that's what I mean. They won't, oh, they won't go full on, oh my God, they are in a relationship. I think NXT will be that bit more subtle where it'll be a case of there might be a save or there, whenever, mm-hmm. when, when they have to match or whatever, it'll be, there will be a spot where there'll just be be the hug, just a little bit of a peck or something like that. Just something. There, there, I think there will be something small, but I don't think they'll go... Well, I guess there won't be something Five small. Five-sex celebration. Limitless man, he's limitless. The, 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 the moment maker himself, you know. Uh, oh my God. Oh, Keith Lee, what a fucking man. Yeah. I wish he was on the main roster. I don't. Really do. No, I know, I know the drawbacks <laughs> of it, but I, yeah, I heard myself say it too. I know, but yeah, it's just Lee, like I think Keith there's gaps Lee there. Someone like Keith Lee, you know, Keith Lee versus Drew. 
Uh, here, look, we oh, could yeah. have a uh, we could have a full on episode of uh, dream matches for Keith Lee. Be so. Be show. Be show bracket. <laughs> Who is the ultimate dream opponent for Keith Lee? <laughs> now, um, the but two. there is that story left for Keith Lee and Roman Reigns. I think that's a nice little story. You could uh, wrap it up in a nice little package whenever Roman comes back to Did, work. By the way, Gargano doing the big boy thing when he was backing yeah. up the ramp. I pissed <laughs> <laughs> oh, Big boy. Ooh, big boy. Who's this motherfucker? Um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar the hero of this year's Rumble good lord Um, so we already talked about the Velveteen Dreams uh, edited dive which was fucking amazing (laughs) and uh, Shotzi Blackheart fits let's talk about this ironically I want to kill this vignette with a tank it was so bad (laughs) like we're big fans of vignettes like you know they help really develop story characters and all this sort of stuff but who the fuck wrote this promo? Because it was fucking god awful. A thousand monkeys typing a thousand words an hour <laughs> on a thousand typewriters. It was the blurst of times. I would have more faith if it fucking was a thousand monkeys writing it because this was monkey. fucking horseshit. Yeah. Awesome. But there was a tank. That's all they what? cared about. It was like, we got the tank? Yes. Go. Cool. Let her say whatever she is, wants. Is that Rusev's <laughs> old tank? Did he just repaint Rusev's tank? <laughs> Vince just has a tank in a warehouse that he wheels out every so often. Oh, yes. I love it. Like, I mean, if, if if Rusev doesn't debut somewhere in a toy tank, I mean, what are we even doing there? <laughs> With a Bulgarian flag this time. Um, yeah, so days and shows each. Mm-hmm. Um, Ratings-wise... Uh, AW win again, uh, so it'll be twenty eight six in terms of the ratings numbers. We don't go by demographic. More women wrestling observer. More women watch <laughs> the women yeah. viewership figures. That's interesting. Melzer tweeted that out last night and I sent it to you. That is very interesting. The more women watched AW than because of the heels than before, because of the AW heels. I'm standing by my comment. It is 100% because men don't want to have to explain the women's matches to their parents or significant other every time. I swear I'm not watching the porn. I, it's, I have, if I'm playing games, like I'll probably throw Smackdown on later on, unless someone is live streaming the AEW heel Zoom call, in which case I'm going watching that because there, there is a clash tonight at 8, a, or 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, but yeah, the... Um, the, when the women's matches come on I really do have to just turn the volume down as low as possible on my laptop while it's on because it, it does sound a little porny it really does anyway uh, AW wins the rating so 28.6 in terms of numbers uh, it was 7.10 over 5.93 um, our score currently is uh, oh sorry guys grocery games and my 600 pound life still miles ahead of both of them which is really really hilarious the poor bastards Actually, when is that t- no matter what to do they can't take down the powerhouse that is guys grocery games when is that taggiators or whatever it's called debuting oh that show looks amazing gladiators like what it's gladiator what ultimate they, tag what do they fox. call it That's ultimate when- tag yeah ultimate tag fox uh, it's wednesdays nine oh no wednesdays at nine oh. eight central oh, on fox, fox. <laughs> oh they're fucked that show is going to kill the two of them. That show looks class. I'll watch that over fucking AEW and NXT. Uh, no it's, it started this week. I could have explained the drop from NXT. Oh. See if he can want to show Buzz Daily and see if he can find the, yeah. see if it appeared in the ratings. You, you chat about shit and see what I can find. Um, I'm going to throw in our so our score. Yeah. 
Or, yeah. yeah, we're doing that next, yeah. Uh, so our score uh, is currently 18 NXT, 15 AEW in terms of the shows we preferred. Uh, so I... Who's... Fitz, we let you get yours one in. Do you want to just point at your t-shirt if you need to... Do you need to unmute yourself or anything? No, I said I... I I was I I always ignore the chat on a Thursday morning because you know some of you might be able to stay up and watch it because we're in Ireland time here and it's on at like one o'clock in the morning so fuck that shit. Uh, so I watched both shows back to back without seeing what you thought. I I really enjoyed both shows. There was highs and lows from both. I thought the lows were more prevalent in NXT for me this week, but it also had the, the better highs with some of the in ring work. So I'd probably give it to NXT just slightly this week based on that wasn't expecting that I wasn't either but I do agree with you um, I'd say that pretty much exactly the same as you I enjoyed AEW and I haven't watched it live in so long as I've already said yeah like um, it's, it's something I've said definitely way better than I remember a few being, weeks so. that AEW has been consistent you know consistently above average they haven't really shat the bed uh, I thought like I said I thought they were just unfortunate with the injuries this week bad week to have them especially leading up to a, a pay-per-view this weekend um, but they didn't really do anything that shot the bed for me this week and um, if the NXT in-ring stuff wasn't as good as it was I probably would have voted for AEW but I just like the, the Cruiserweight stuff fucking hook it up to my veins mm. I'm also going NXT same same type of vibes yeah both good NXT is yeah. better give me a little Cardo? give me a little bit of a sweep ski just gotta go sweep NXT Whoa. Um, you don't wasn't expecting a sweep. Yeah. No. No, I was. And it sounds like AEW was terrible. It wasn't. It was good bits and bad bits. It wasn't terrible. Uh, um, I've, uh, I was struggling to find it on the Show Buzz Daily, but apparently it done 4.34 million viewers on a 1.3 in the 18 to 49 demo. Fuck. Yeah, it's a little better. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's fucking raw <laughs> levels and, from fucking 15 uh, years I, ago I think that also <laughs> was going up against uh, as far as I know it was going up against um, NASCAR game, was on, was NASCAR it? and game 6 the movie oh yeah so holy shit man that's yeah. a NASCAR Get, so we, that's not on because Fox isn't cable so yeah. regular Fox is terrestrial yeah cable. so I, uh, that's why I had to find so that's why separately. it didn't appear on yeah because yeah. Showbuzz is just cable shows yeah okay but yeah so that would have probably been responsible for some of it because the promo work they've done for Ultimate Tag if people haven't checked it check them out on uh, even some of the clips they have up on Twitter it's uh, I think it's just Ultimate Tag Fox um, that show looks incredible for anyone who is familiar with the Gladiator series is it looks like that, but with tag, and they have little mini games yeah. and stuff. It looks incredible. I need and to... you've got seems like you've got heel gladiators in there as well, type thing, and yeah, and Wolfman and, and it has Lovely. it has JJ Watt involved, which is instantly going to get credibility because yeah. he is a monster. So, um, my quickly raw, um, the main thing was that Angel or Austin Theory has left Los in Gobernobles Diff Performance Center and joined Los. Rollins whatever he's calling it Lost Rollins that works aye 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 that will do it yeah. we'll come up with something much Roll, better Rollins, than that Rollins in the <laughs> Rollins in the deep or something uh, yeah what was what is it what are they called all disciples aren't they they're called yeah. just disciples yeah so yeah Buddy Murphy was like kind of looking at him a bit going hmm, I don't know about this I like I the little thing the that he did there disciple here yeah and the, tag oh, team oh, he's going to be Judas make that a tag team the congregation Antox says good shout yes 
Um, yeah, Charlotte Flair continues to be on all the shows. Charlotte is on SmackDown again tonight, I read, which yeah. puts her at two. That's, so she's at two already. That's two weeks in, in a row she's done Raw, NXT and SmackDown. Yeah. Good Lord. Any wonder the ratings are in the fuck. She's clocking up those air miles anyway. Jesus. Eat, yeah. Eat she needs to pay for another boob job. She's a champion again Flying now. Between, yeah. Flying around between the Raw Performance mm-hmm. Center and the NXT Performance Center. Um, are we going to acknowledge Nia Jax's attempted murder on Kyrie Sane again this week? Good Lord. Get, get her away from a wrestling ring. It's like she oh, can't even fucking do a backstage bump. She still messed it up. Sorry, get her away from the performance. Actually, no, she should have spent longer in the performance <laughs> center. I, I'm so confused. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> get her out of, well, not this building, oh, but like maybe TV. put her in another building and kick her out. It was such a basic backstage bump. How can you fuck it up so bad? She's terrible and she doesn't care. She doesn't care because she's never going to get reprimanded for it. She's related. She's in the bloodline. Into the rock. Yeah. Like, are are they eventually going to do a a rock documentary? Do you reckon they're holding out and they're not wanting to upset the apple cart because they're going to try and do a documentary on the rock's career based on the Undertaker stuff? To be fair, I don't even think that the rock could be pissed off if she got the sack. No, here's the fucking other thing. She's already hurt Charlotte and she didn't get anything done to her for hurting Charlotte. Now, Charlotte was lucky she wasn't badly hurt, but she nearly fucking snapped her neck. Yep. So Dash. she hurt Char- Sasha. She hurt Bailey. She hurt Becky. She hurt all the big names. She hurt Alexa. You know, like yeah. all the people that are well respected and loved and have millions of followers on Twitter. And she's hurt all of them. It's going to take something big for this to blow up. No pun intended. I hate to say it. It's good. Yeah, it's going to take a serious injury. Yeah. She's going to have to hurt Roman. It's <laughs> the only way. Well, after we heard, the, it's going to have to hurt the Undertaker. She's going to have to end the Undertaker's career for Vince to sack this woman. Um, she's just put her back in she's not done yet speaking of terrible promo packages uh, Liv Morgan why like she was just getting a bit of traction you know she had a couple of wins over Ruby Riot she lost to Charlotte last week and then this week she had a backstage segment or just a video package of you know growing up my my mom was you know she worked really hard to you know, because we didn't have much. Oh my God! Generic white girl promo number four. Like, come girl on. Wasted, go back. White girl wasted this song's about me. That's all I was getting out of. Go back to your depressed. I might slip my wrist. Character. It was perfect. Everyone loved you for it. But even you know? just keep the mystique about her. You know, she's this hot, sexy kind of indie rock kind of girl who you know, girl next door can pick up the surprise wins. Had a random thing about Lana that they never explained. You know. Like, yeah, what is going on, and where are the tapes? We need footage of this. In, I need to believe lockbox. it's. They're in a lockbox, Steve. <laughs> no, damn lockbox haunts me three years later. Uh, <laughs> um, yep, Bobby Apollo. Lashley. I'm loving that. that. We vote well. Yeah, this build to Bobby Lashley. Now, for the people who didn't, Drew and who, go nowhere, but I'm enjoying. Yeah, it so there's far. a lot of people that find Drew boring, but are coming around a little. Uh, Lashley's going to be a harder sell to not be boring, and then after he goes through Bobby Lashley, he's going to gender. It's not a great kind of a. Let's just say I'm glad there's no crowd. Cardo's not impressed. Cardo <laughs> speaks. Cardo, he's just shaking his head. Go on. No, not having it. I don't want I, I, I will say and a weird point for us you're going to give Lashley some bit of credit here uh, this is really strange um, one of the last 
Bobby Lashley interactions slash matches or whatever I can actually remember enjoying was he did have some stuff with Drew when they were both in Impact. Wasn't terrible. Um, but when wasn't terrible is the best I can give on it, I don't have huge hope for this. Um, mm. Yeah, I just, carry the match. Now I think he's got he MVP can. in his corner to carry the angle. I think yeah. he can. He needs he needs to have someone to talk for him. But what's yeah, he? Good fit. What's he done? What, what's he actually done to deserve this? He came out. That's made a the story. He's got a new manager and he's dominating people now. But he if you want has a title to back, all you need to do is attack the champion or call out the champion. That's Why do people enter the Royal Rumble? I don't understand it. <laughs> you just got to attack someone. Since Money in the Bank, he's beaten. Or since so say since he qualified for Money in the Bank, or he didn't qualify for Money in the Bank, he lost rather, I should say. But since the Money in the Bank briefcase journey qualifying match, Ladder. he he beat the man Denzel Desjardins or whatever his name is. He, he beat our truth twice. And he beat Humberto by DQ. Before that, he lost. He beat No Way Jose, I think, but he lost to Black. He lost to like Ricochet. Um, and then there was you go back slightly further, and you're getting to the stage where he, he, I think he had something with Cedric, didn't he? Hmm, and then you go he, back to where he he feuded with Lana and Rusev. But you can ignore where, all that because I now that he's got a new manager. It, it effectively kind of just draws a line under the the shit booking that he's had for the last two years. So he's so he's got a new hat. Exactly. <laughs> he he lost his eyebrows. Hat. He lost his headband, and he's got a new hat. And pants. He's got to get some eyebrows, and he's good. And pants. Uh, no, pants the, and eyebrows. I I I will say I, the matches who, the matches that have surprised me and have exceeded my expectations for the most part in this company the last couple of years have been matches that include big meaty men slapping meat. That I'm not expecting to be good, so I'll hold out hope that this will this will surprise me. I just I'm going into it with a lot of skepticism and think that I'm going to think it's shite. So we'll see. That's a fair enough. Let's move on then. <laughs> we'll move on to double or nothing predictions then. And lads in the chat, throw in your predictions as we're talking about them as well. Um, so the first match I see here, or the last match, or whatever you want to call it, Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard. Nobody cares. I care. I, 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 this, this could be a starting point for Sean Spears. He needs to win here. Yeah, badly, badly needs it. Yeah. Um, I think he. I think they will give him the win as well. He does desperately need to win this. Mm, I, he should have beaten Cody back then. Uh, yeah. Was that the first yeah. double or nothing? Yeah, yeah. They killed him there and then when he was the chairman. Yeah. Now the next match on my list is the Stadium Stampede. I'm leaving that for last. Yeah. So, um, next up, uh, Private Party versus best friends tag team match determine the number one contender for the AW World Tag best Team Championships Re- Revival interfere <laughs> no it's on, the, it's, on the, it's, on, it's on the buy-in so there's not going to be an interference in it but uh... champions are Kenny and Hangman mm, uh, yeah. so private party they don't really do a big heel versus face thing in AEW a lot it doesn't really it, it's not like a necessity like it is in WWE mm-hmm. so I go best friends I think makes more sense they've been building them up and they kind of because they made it to those tapings they'll want to pay them back for having made it to those tapings yes now that they have Hangman back in Florida I think they're getting the belts off them very quick yeah Yeah. and I have a theory I think they'll take the chance yeah and I have a theory of what way to go with that but we'll discuss that later ooh just discussing it later okay so this match is not happening Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander on the off chance it happens I'm going to say Britt Baker I 
Yeah, I think Brit and uh, again, like for much like we give over the whole dent, I think that it's fucking horrible to hear what happened. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah. And she was just for, getting as in the chatters with uh, with her character yeah. work. Yeah, in a big way. The, um, the, the vignettes had the potential to really piss people off in kind of a Simon Dean esque way, if people remember the days of Simon she got Dean. Character Nova that she needed rather than just Yeah, you know, and it's the kind that. of character as well that you could continue off screen for the next six to nine months or intermittently throughout that time because you know people were going to want to see her because i don't think she's got the the surprise return pop in her so having that kind of continued heel vignettes with tony shivani or whatever i think that could be quite good that they could do she could have a zoom call Um, with tony every couple of weeks (laughs) there you go jersey joe and antox in the chat book on statlander though if it happens obviously Um, maybe if if you're looking at this potentially being something to push towards a number one contendership in the future, Statlander would make more sense, I suppose. Yeah, same Unless thing. it depends what way you want the title match to go. True. Yeah, you need to get the title off a heel to then get it on to, yeah. Yeah, so it depends what way you'd see the yeah. title match going, I suppose. But with, with Nyla being champ, you would expect it to go to mm. Statlander. No, this isn't necessarily a, a number one contenders match, though. No, not. Yeah, no, it's not. It's no, not. But every it's... match matters, though, because wins, exactly. wins and losses matter. That's. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you know, uh, this isn't wrong. Joe says, "I have to go back on that." Joe said, "Mine is a joke because Brit is out." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I did say if it happens. So the rumor is that they might add Statlander to the Sheeta Nyla Rose match and make it a called it. Alt- called it before the show even ended on Wednesday. Well, let's just go with that then. We'll do two predictions. So forget what just happened. So it's Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida. Uh, no DQ, no count out for AEW World, Champ- World Women's Championship. So if it is a singles match, Nyla and Hikaru Shida, do you think they put the title on Shida? No. I th- they have pushed her. I think they're stupid if they don't. But I think because Nyla's been good the last while, bar, you know. She can... T- she- she has one-liners. Yeah. For me, she has one-liners. I think <laughs> I think you have a division there that's struggling. You have a division that a lot of people are turning around and saying, you know, they're not giving it the time. People are already starting to turn on that division and how they're treating it in a big way. They need to start giving it that bit more credibility again. And as, like, now that there's a lot of potential there with her, she could, she could end up being a good monster healing there. She needs to start doing more shit with Essentially, she needs to be sitting under the learning tree of Kong in a big way, I think, um, to, to learn how to be that character a bit more and grow into that a lot more. But I think if you're looking at trying to bring instant credibility to that, you need to build that division around Sheeta for the next six months. Around actual wrestling. Yeah, get it wrestling. Yeah. You have you have talented athletes there. They may not be the greatest in the ring, but you have athletic people there. And I think you're more likely to get good matches dragged out of those athletes with Sheeta having the matches against them than you are with Nyla chat saying Nyla as well um, uh, they want to get as Antox saying they want to put their monster heel plus she's only she's only defended it once since uh, since back in Fe- was it back in February against Statland yeah, yeah since before so, the lockdown happened yeah so I reckon Nyla Nyla wins reckon, it for me yeah, anyway I said reckon I'd Nyla love, I'd love to see it the other way but I reckon they'll keep it on Nyla yeah. mm. to me, the, the logic says you, you should put it on Sheeta but for what I think they're going to do I think it will stay on Nyla if it was a normal so wrestling we, match, I'd say um, Nyla definitely. But because there's a stipulation there, 
it opens it's kind of a caveat that they could do a, a title change without weakening either character true but uh, I, so then I'm they'll say the rumor go ahead you're going Nile as well so it's all four so we'll throw the rumor in that maybe Statlander gets added to the match as a triple threat do you still think Nyla wins it Fitz? if you add a, if you change the match and kind of put it in there then you could easily take the belt off Nyla without her being involved in the decision that yeah. that keeps her infinitely strong and it also like Gorda said opens up the women's division now you've got a new champ the champ the former champ is at the back of the line back of the queue so you you straight away have new championship matches ready to go so you could possibly do both scenarios if you make it a triple threat match keep Nyla Rose strong and have her road to redemption back to the championship of her dominating the division again while having kind of better matches because she is getting better every time she gets in the ring to be fair to her had a thought building on what you said there she loses the title she basically she's saying that you know if she doesn't get pinned as a result have her basically say you know that she deserves a rematch and have them say no no rematch then she goes through and she's pretty much she's just interrupting women's matches left right and center laying everyone out when they get fans back in the arena she power bombs brandy oh boy that's a very aew heel thing to do Exactly. First show you have fans back, Nyla Rose power bombs Brandy in the middle of the ring. The crowd will shit themselves. Not their leader. Cements them. Not their queen. At that stage, they're going to have 17 Zoom calls behind them. No, live on, live on a Zoom call. Mid Zoom call. She comes up behind her. But, ha- but how in much did you pay for in that? In the middle of their like... fucking their Tupperware fucking pyramid scheme. That's going no, to no, no. Later on. Trapezoid. It's a tra- their model trapezoid. is the trapezoid. Sorry, trapezoid. Yeah. Their model is the trapezoid. Um, yeah, you, you could see a thing where uh, let's throw in the elephant in the room. I reckon she'd have a trouble. Yeah. And let's throw the elephant in the room here. There's a little bit of uncertainty, some negative feelings around the fact that you're looking at a $50 pay per view. Well, 33 million people in the States have lost their jobs. And also it's an empty arena. It's not like it's tenor on the network or free on the network if you sign up. So it's it's a bit it's a it's a heavy financial investment in these horrendous times. Do they go full on babyface for all the results? To make it a feel good kind of Towards the thing? end of the night, yes. But the start of the night you don't need to. And it's a smarky enough mm-hmm. crowd that you'll get away with not going full baby. If this is a WWE pay per view, I'd say yes, it's baby all night. But uh, yeah. But yeah. would it be an AEW? Yeah, no, and like, it's the different fan base. It's the less casual fan base to an extent that they try to appeal mm-hmm. to. You know, they have their in jokes, they have their references and stuff like that. So I think you could see it going that bit more heel, as Nikki said, especially in the early stages. Um, yeah. Which I don't well, see. Like, I, I don't see this, this being main is... or co-main. I assume it's near the top, though. You know, they they always put that kind of stuff on the women's title. Unless they kicked the show off with it, it was also also acceptable. Yeah, well, you have you have your stampede, you have your ladder match, you have the title match. It's a, to be fair, it's a fairly stacked card. Like I'll that. Yeah, okay. we'll move on then. So our assessment is Nyla if it's a singles match, probably still Nyla if it's a triple threat, but maybe Sheeta. I think if it's triple yeah. threat, Sheeta makes sense. Well. For me, in either in either case, Sheeta is the obvious choice for me. But I think if it's a single, they'll give it to Nyla. And this obviously, this audio is going to age extremely quickly when nothing like this is announced at all. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just if it happens, it's just the rumors that are out there. Um, 
So, next on my list, casino ladder match for a future AEW World Championship match. Uh, it's Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and Drew Gulak. I mean, uh, to be announced. <laughs> to be announced. Uh, <laughs> so, two predictions. I want to hear your prediction for the um, the TBA guy and your winner. So... Who wants to start that? I'll go first. I think Miroslav as the surprise. Are you... Is he free though? Mid-July, I thought. No, I think he's good as far as I know. I could be wrong. No, no, they're 90 days. I'm sure of it. They're all 90 days. Aren't they? I'm not know. sure. I don't think so. I thought they were good to go. No, they all got... No, do you remember the Good Brothers are talking about mid-July that they're going to drop their podcast? Mm. Um, EC3 is still 50 odd days away I don't think any of the WWE guys that were released can be there I think Drew, Gal- Drew Gulak is the only one unless you do one of the lads from the revival yeah, I do that. <laughs> you know as in have them come out and crash the party and it's AEW the rules don't matter both of them be in it it's fine <laughs> okay as far as I'm aware all those guys are under ter- 90 days unless Rusev had some other deal because he has for his release ages ago I don't know Mike fucking Canellis fucking love it was Rusev uh, if it's if it's Ooh. someone within the company who do you reckon it could be I don't think you're going to do you're not going to do a surprise of someone within the company I don't think so I'm not going to boo it Fair. It's <laughs> a lot of shit you can get away with. Chat. For example, Lashley Drew McIntyre. Pineapple Pete. Well, now from a good uh, suggestion from Antox in the chat, um, Chris Hero, Brian Cage, or Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb is someone you could do as this. Hero, oh, Brian Hero. Cage. It's Brian Cage. I never thought of that. It's completely Brian Cage. Yeah, the machine, and he just obliterates Nick everyone. Cage. Nick Gage. <laughs> <laughs> New Jack, Fuck please him. let it be. Yeah. Throw a New Jack in there. Uh, Give him a toaster and a keyboard, and he's good to go. Depending on who so that mystery hard. person is, like if it was Brian Cage, I'd see him winning it. Um, if it was Drew Gulak, I wouldn't. I'd see Darby Allen winning it. So it depends on who, who it is, really. You get you get that uh, chip on Cage, and you give him the title match at like probably end of August because they'll have fans mm-hmm. back in by then. Keep it for one of the big shows. And if Ray Phoenix can't go for whatever reason, I pray to God to do a backstage segment where he gets taken out and someone like Sean Spears or someone takes his spot. Yep. Get someone to double duty. Someone who has already wrestled that night as well to make it even cooler. Like he's going to have a second time. Guevara. Fuck it. Have it be Guevara and have him show up absolutely obliterated for the stampede match at the end and then have him just getting taken How out dare you? but then you have him get taken out at the start of the stadium stampede match because he's so fucked from earlier so you don't have to worry about him during the stadium stampede just took it to my face <laughs> I figured you'd enjoy the stadium stampede match a bit more so <laughs> I figured the Gordo's going to keep talking I'm going to communicate in sound effects that'll be the way to do it you have talked about doing uh, so oh, just with sound effects Yes. <laughs> Could it be done though? <laughs> I'll just press press play on a ninety minute episode. Done. <laughs> um yeah, so sorry Nick. So who are you saying then? I know we got trying sidetracked. If if it's Brian Cage, Brian Cage. If it's not Brian Cage, then uh Darby Allen. Fitz. I'd go along with Darby Allen on that one to be fair. Uh, I'd like to see Rusev, if that's possible at all, but probably not. Um I'd like to be surprised either way. Yeah, I think um, I'll go next. Or well, Gore, you can go there as well. Sorry, I was just Nick 
got muted. Um, yeah, I think C- Cage was one of the ones that popped into my head early on the week, and I'd actually forgotten about him. Um, Cage makes a lot of sense. He looks, from what I understand, he is healthy again. So, fuck it, Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> she is out of contract. This is she. Oh lord. Um, yeah, I, I think I, th- I think Cage, and he's someone that 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 they really need. But do they have enough? Co- like, do we really want to see him versus Marco Stunt in three weeks' time? Um, oh god. Deeply uncomfortable, girl. yeah. Deeply uncomfortable, I'd be so upset. Uh, yeah, I think if, if it's Cage, <laughs> Cage wins. If it's pretty much anyone else, you are probably looking at Derby, and it's something you can I'm keep thinking... it. And it's the whole Taz coaching him aspect of things yeah. then comes into it more. I'm thinking it is going to be the TBA guy, um, unless it's Gulak because Gulak, as far as I'm aware, the only person that's available to them is Gulak. I do, uh, the NXT oh the NXT guys someone put it in the chat the NXT guys are 30 days so they're good to go but the main roster are 90 Leo Rush Leo Rush was main roster oh well uh, what he was on a it's not going to they're be. not they're not touching Leo Rush no and they shouldn't touch Leo Rush with a barge pole um, but Jersey Joe saying Chris Mark Hero could be free Rightest girl works for Ring of Honor and five. He has, he has the. It was one of the clauses that was in. Was he has that bit of freedom? Mm-hmm. Now that would be awesome, but I think that Ring of Honor aren't going to be operating thing. until the end of the summer anyway. Mm. Why not do his, you know, a little, a little bit of a run here, like Nick, uh, Jeff Cobb in a few weeks? Nick Aldis. I think yeah. No oh, boy. Oh boy, that'd be good. You know, be good. You have that freedom because a lot of your competitor, non-WWE competitors, aren't going to be running shows for a few months anyway. So I can't imagine too many of the bookers for those companies would have a problem with someone doing a short run because ultimately it keeps their guy fresh. It'll get the company variety as well because, oh, what's Marty Scurll doing here? Isn't he with Ring of Honor? So you get the Ring of Honor name out there as well as a result of it. It's wearing a massive Ring of Honor t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised Jeff Cobb didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Jeff Cobb might be um, he might be a bit of underwhelming if it was him because he's already done the surprise entrance with them before. Um, not that he's nothing to take away from Jeff Cobb; he's fucking incredible. Nothing like that. But I think they've already done a Jeff Cobb reveal. Um, Should we read into it anything that they haven't really hyped up the fact that it's a mystery opponent or a mystery entrant I think that's even better yeah I hope it's not someone on the roster I hope they got even Gulak or someone you know surprise oh god I'd be deeply uncomfortable (laughs) deeply uncomfortable sunny kiss um it's not on the (laughs) pre-show this isn't this isn't dark or nothing you know or whatever you want to call AEW dark version of a pay-per-view no, I mean AEW Dark, you bollocks. <laughs> it's not what I meant, you arseholes. I meant AEW Dark. Star of AEW Dark. Jersey Joe to shout out of Marty's Plague Mask. Be very appropriate. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be good, yeah. That would be good. Um, yeah, I think maybe Luchasaurus could be one. He's already in it. He's on it, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, but maybe not. not I mean, win, about a winner. Win. Maybe yeah, Luchasaurus, maybe. yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't see Darby Allen in the world title picture. I see him as a challenger I see for as, Cody. As a challenger for the world title picture. I don't see him with the title. Yeah. 
I, I always thought that what they'll do is Darby Allen gets his first win over Cody and Cody has the TNT title and Cody Possibly. still wanted to beat Cody. But the rules are interesting um, for this match. So two people start and at, ever, at, at a timed interval someone else comes out. But you can win the match at any stage. You don't have to wait for everyone to come out. So, so if, you're one of, if you're one of the first two out, switch. you could actually get the chip and win before so some people come out. Which is a nice have... No, sorry, go on. So you never have the TBA. You never have to. That'd be quite the bait. That's what Vince would do right there. Well, <laughs> if didn't get to enter at number nine, so what are you going to do? It's how to get away with preserving Phoenix. Phoenix is number nine. You have whoever comes in. So if this is Cage, we'll say for argument's sake, this is Cage. Cage enters as number eight, but and turns around and obliterates everyone, wins the match in whatever the interval was going to be. But as the countdown timer starts, he unhooks it and wins. Mm. So yeah, you don't have to send... Off as they're running down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, you can literally have Phoenix's music hits. Phoenix walks out onto the... is coming out onto the stage as Phoenix, as Cage unclips it. So then's the case of Phoenix can then argue whenever he's back healthy again, if he is still broken up a bit, that he never got a chance to actually to actually even compete for this in the first place and then he has a bit of a gripe and it's something that kind of preserves him a bit as well so they could go that route true True. they can get clever with him I'm going to say whoever the unannounced guy is that's my prediction probably Brian Cage what's left then stadium stampede and title match is it Um, yeah so no for some reason MJF versus Jungle Boy Uh, is top of the Jungle Jack So, so we go Jungle Jack, Perry Jack, Jack oh, Jungle. M- MJF. The Jungle Boy. MJF. Yeah. MJF. MJF. All MJF. We'll move on. <laughs> uh, Cody versus Lance Archer for the TNT Lance title. Archer. I reckon you need, you need to have a heel champ first and then Cody can chase it. Plus, you got it. It's probably going to be your. Or I'm spoiling my pick for later, but uh, Moxie's probably going to retain the main. So, this way, you got a face with the main and a heel with the secondary. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. think they may have learned their lesson after dropping the ball but not having Spears get the win over Cody. Now, let me throw a little spanner in the works there. Mike Tyson is there. Who do you want beside Mike Tyson on the Monday morning papers type thing? You know, who do you want the headlines to be? It's fine. He'll rip off his Cody, Cody t-shirt and he'll have a different t-shirt underneath that says... <laughs> I think I think that Cody wins it because Mike Tyson is there. That they want Cody beside Mike Tyson in the headlines. If they but, do, that's me. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. What no. if it's going to be Cody? I'm telling you, it's not going to be me. It's a terrible idea. It should it should be Lance. But if it's going if to be this Cody. is the main event, Cody's winning. If it's not the main event, Cody's not winning. What if Tyson gets confused? Will Tyson call him Dusty? He thinks this is mothering. Oh, Jesus. Tyson will just talk about his mother phrase. That's fine. He just gets distracted. Um, yeah, Antox put in, Cody has, has lost at full gear against Jericho and Revolution against MGF. It's going to be Cody. I'm convinced of it. You got Mike Tyson there for publicity. Got Cody there. Jake the Snake, whoever you know, you got all these names. We're gonna have that's what it's gonna be. And Aaron Anderson is gonna hit a spine buster. If it, I hope it's not on Jake. I don't think Jake can take a spine, but I don't think Jake can take a fucking working punch at this point. Please don't mess with Jake the Snake, please. He's a fragile old man. Um, Tyson's gonna punch someone. 
Cody's going to win the match. That is my opinion, anyway. I'll go along with that. If they, if they if they book the match and they book the story around the result well, I don't really care who wins it. Uh, if the if the story mm-hmm. doesn't matter and if it's, if it's a boring story throughout the match, I'd rather Lance win it because it, it kind of opens up more of a story. But um, if Cody wins with a good story, I'm I'm just as happy. Can it would it be possible to counter Archer's finisher? No, when he lifts up and he goes for the throw over the top to manage to hook your feet onto him and ho- uh, roll it into a victory roll for the pin. Mm. Someone is bound to be able to do it. Osprey could do it, even though he lost five nil to the Rock that time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just something like that might be an interesting way of doing it. Or Cody manages to drop down out of it and get a roll up. Don't have him win with a. Don't have him win with a crossroads if he wins. Have it be like that, either the Tyson punch or Thanks, a, a roll up or something like that. Yeah, have have him have him win it with something something different. It's a Cody match. It's going to be overbooked beyond belief. We oh, know this. We know this in most recent Cody matches. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we good to move on? Is everyone going to make their pick there? Yeah, we got a little lost. Yeah, yeah. I think thought. that's. Yeah, I think we're all kind of in the same the same boat of how we think it's going to go for the most part. Uh, Moxley versus Brody Lee for the Moxley. AEW World Championship. Moxley. Can Brody Lee lose this? Yes. Yeah. They've kind of built it that he will lose because he'll blame his minions somehow. And then he'll come back with twice as many minions, but then he'll also have Evil Uno and Stu Grayson back as well. Mm. It's got to be Mox. There's there's no way Moxley can lose this. It has to be Moxley, but I just wonder about beating Brody Lee already. After all the hype, the fucking month-long build to the Exalted One, and then the first time he has a big match, he loses. With, same with Lance Archer. It's uh, be no, a, slightly different, I think, because um, Brody's been brought up, and you know, every week we've seen Brody Lee, he's criticised his minions for failing to uphold his standards. So I think there's a, a little bit of a story arc there already been planted in, in our minds that, you know, there's kind of... Um, sword i'm looking for now uh insecurities almost within the group and uh, failings within the group that are kind of not resolved so you could justifiably have him lose as a result of a failing because of a minion or, or himself and you have the redemption story for him to fulfill his prophecy of winning the title later down the line have evil uno cost him and the minions all side to evil uno instead because he didn't treat them like shite bit soon for that I, I, I like that idea but I, I do that further down the line you could definitely build a good long story out of that yeah yeah alright move on then um, the stadium stampede then where is it on my list where are you it's gone on me dear lord oh there it is so the elite of uh, Adam Page Kenny Omega Matt Hardy Matt Jackson Nick Jackson versus the inner circle of Chris Jericho Jake Hager Sammy Guevara Santana and Ortiz elite it's gotta be the elite yeah it does, does it? yeah the good guys have to win this one this is why I said the end is gonna be top is top face heavy this is gonna be towards the end this is gonna be the happy elite finally get the win over the inner circle because they've always got the inner circle have won everything between them up to now basically they, they may as well have their happy moment before hangman turns on them and aligns himself with the revival yep what it's gonna happen hangman is gonna turn on Matt or Matt Jackson 
This is this is the thing they've been talking about for ages. Hang- Hangman is going to screw. He's going to cost the elite the match or attack one of them after the match. No, no, I'm not even going with it being here at all. Well, no, he has to lose the tag titles with Kenny first. Yeah, and that's where it's going to happen. I, I don't think he's going to ch- drop. I don't think he's going to turn until in that match. I think you're going to have the revival or revolt or FTR or whatever the fuck they're going to be calling FTR. themselves. Call themselves now. They're going to come in whenever they don't have a no compete, so they don't. They're free. They're good. They're good to go. So yeah, yeah. whenever they come in, even if it's a case of have it be a case of their music hits, and they appear after the match, don't get into anything physical. They just appear. They end up through some sort of way, be it a number one con- uh, number one contenders battle royal or a championship scramble or a fucking whatever they want to do, goal that match. They end up becoming number one contenders in a month or two's time, and in mm-hmm. the match. As the match starts, out of nowhere, you just have Hangman buckshot in behind Kenny, uh, or slingshot in behind Kenny and hit him with a buckshot when Kenny's back is turned as Kenny goes to start the match. Hangman walks off, quick shatter machine or whatever they're going to call it, revival win the titles in under 30 seconds because of Hangman turning on Kenny, and Hangman aligns himself with them. It's very Cody joining Ted DiBiase, but I just think it'll be... Mm. I, I just that That's the way I'd do it. And then you have Hangman... And the two boys teaming up together and factions, baby. Factions. Yeah. I put too much thought into that. (laughs) The elite, the elite in the early days of AW before they were a, they were AW, but in the early before Dynamite started, they weren't very good with, or they were very good. Excuse me, at putting themselves over all the time. Then they haven't been. They focused on other people. I, now, do you, I'm torn. Time, though, like they've they focus on other people enough now. They've got a lot of people over. They need to start yeah. slightly focusing on themselves a bit because, like, as we said numerous times, Omega is way better than what he's being booked as right now. Oh, it's ridiculous. Well, true. That, that, is that, this that, the launching pad of yeah. the elite as a brand of people being these are the winners, or is it a continuation of the elite? Put it, not putting themselves over and always booking themselves to lose this, I think, not realising that Kenny Omega is the best wrestler is the turning point them winning here then you, within a Maybe, couple yeah. of weeks you have the boys dropping the tag belts with Hangman turning heel and instantly you've got then Omega's massive push as a face run Hangman's massive push as a heel character you have the Jacksons going their own way and them storming through the tag division, possibly to win the belts before the revival, FTR, revolt, whatever you call them, come in. So it's the kind of the turning point of where, okay, if we look back in a year's time and say, okay, when did things change for these guys? This it would have been it would have been the win over the inner circle at double or nothing, yeah. and that's when all their paths kind of divert into their own little um, routes to success, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, they need it. I guess they, this is the company yeah. needs it at this stage. It's time. It's time it's for the elite to show up. This our time, and if they do it well, which you would hope that they would, because they've had enough time to plan it, it could be a, a massive draw for them, and hopefully that we all want to see it succeed at this stage. Yep, they might manage to draw. They, to use they their... might draw a, f- a quarter of the viewers of Ultimate Tag. <laughs> Ultimate tag is a runaway hey, success already. I'll, I'll take that. Wonderful. Uh, I do like Antox and shout out in the chat though. Do you think we see Vanguard two during the match? Yeah, well he has a fleet of aerial assault robots. He's not the he was the loyalist of his soldiers. <laughs> he was the head of the fleet. So there are other vanguards. So uh, I guess there will be Vanguard two No, 
No, no, this is what's going to happen. in the dugout. Vanguard 1 is going to come out covered in bandages <laughs> to put them back together. It's going to be fucking amazing. It'll be like the whole thing of coming out at the Rumble with your, with your uh, ribs taped up. That's Vanguard 1. Vanguard version 1. Version 1. V1 now. What if it's Vanguard, he... Vanguard 1.1? 1. He just got patched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awkward joke. So many opportunities. Oh, it's, it's ripe. Ripe for parody. I love it. Uh, yeah definitely Vanguard 2 or Vanguard 1.1 something like that or a bandaged up Vanguard Vanguard 1 perfect I need to see all the shenanigans in this match this is going to be a shit show Jim Cornette is going to have a fucking coronary watch the ring is going to be on the 50 yard line and they've got the entire stadium to work with do they go full cinematic or do they go like regular match style no, apparently it's live, yeah. isn't it? Is a lot of the pay-per-view taped and then this is live yeah, or something? Live. Or what's or is it all live. live? Is it, yeah? Okay, cool. Oh, cool. they could not They could not charge 60 quid for this live. Or for this pre-taped. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I think maybe this is the turning point for the elite guys to maybe start. But I stand by my whole thing about, I remember we said it a couple of weeks ago, the Revival will win the AEW tag titles before the Young Bucks do. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we came in here. You're calling yourself the best tag team in the world when we came in and won your belts before you. And eventually, the Bucks beat the Revival to win the titles. I think that's the, the yeah. long-term plan. And it's still the ultimate one-up that they can it'll still play off two, three years down the line. They can still hark back yeah. to, well, we won your tag titles before you did. Yeah, we worked for a different company and before, like long before in, we, we even won these belts. Yeah. So you had it a year, you had a chance for a year to win it and you never won it or whatever. In the before and, times. Yeah, they, there used to be crowds at wrestling shows when you started this company, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the turning point and then there will be the turning of Adam Page. Well, you know, it's, it's not lost to me, the, the final shot of Dynamite this week would Page just walking off as he normally does. He doesn't want to be in the elite. Problem was, none of the concession stands were open though. <laughs> now I assume one of his boys had a bag of cans for him mm. backstage. He was fine. Can can big bag of cans for the cowboy. Can man page. Can man page. Um, yeah, should be good. Um, two hours and twenty four minutes, boys. Jesus, been a while. It's been been quite a while, and I need to get food into me. Because I've literally had two, yeah, me too. I've had two pancakes and a pot noodle to eat today. So. Subway. Everything, everything your own boy needs. Oh, Subway, nice. Nice. I'm probably going to order Vinnie's. I think. Um, in the mood for greasy food. Before you do that, Gordo, I need a favor. I need you to, to plug it up something fierce. I, I, I can try my best to plug it up something fierce. Because uh, while we do have people who listen in with us live every week, we also have people who follow us on all their favorite podcast apps. Uh, and if you do want to find us, you can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all your favorite podcast apps. Also, make sure to find us on Mixler. It's mixler.com forward slash the alleged wrestling podcast. Wherever you listen to us, if there is any sort of a review system, make sure you leave a five star review because, you know, we want more people to be able to listen to us and hear our shenanigans and fuck wittery on a weekly basis. Um, make sure, again, Stitcher. Stitcher seems to be the big one for us at the moment. If you're listening to us on Stitcher, please, please give us a five-star review. Uh, big with the Aussies. The Aussies seem to like us for some reason. Don't know why. Yeah, go Australia. Um, yeah, we are big fans of the Iconics here. Uh, Steve, shut your mouth. Uh, no, we're not. We're big fans. They have, they have, they have blossoming careers. Um, it's okay. They're just, just a bit of trouble in the water this week. Just a minor blip. They'll be fine. 
Um, <laughs> you can also get us on the Wrestling Soup Network. If you go to WrestlingSoup.com, you can find us on there, along with a host of other podcasts for whatever sort of subjects or, or topics you want to listen to. Also, make sure to check out the Wrestling Soup Boys themselves, especially this week's episode. Uh, I've only gotten to listen to a bit of it myself, but it's absolute gold. So good. Uh, make sure so to subscribe good. to them on Patreon as well. Those guys are churning out a ridiculous amount of content. Uh, once again, that's WrestlingSoup.com. Uh, also, good shout out to our good brothers at www.canvastheory.com. Uh, if you go on there and use the promo code AWP, so that's AWP for Alleged Wrestling Podcast, you can get 10% off your entire order. Shipping only to the US for now, but will be coming soon to Europe. Uh, we don't know how soon that is because of the current circumstances. Yep. Um, he, he wouldn't, we couldn't nail him down on an answer on that. It's going to be in the post COVID world. Soon. Yeah. Phase oh, phase six man. will be <laughs> phase like phase five is the general reopening of the country. Phase six is Canvas Theory is finally able to get shit delivered to Europe. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, ah, that was a good show tonight. That was good fun. And yeah. we we'll eventually put up um, that B show we recorded three weeks ago. Yeah, it was like it's at the rainy. It's at the rainy rainy day stage now, isn't it? But it's not even edited. It's not like I'm sitting on it. I have done. I've done nothing with it. <laughs> By the way, while we're on there, is there anything I, anyone can remember? If there's a big thing I need to edit out, because I'm just gonna cut the top off it, cut the bottom off of it, and edit the middle. That's literally all I'm doing. Because I'm hoping there's not remember some anything. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna take a risk and just post it as is. Let's see. Hey, at the end of the day, if it's something uh, offensive, we'll get fucking hits. So that's something. Uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, and like, let's be honest. But yeah. Want. Well, what you say? Make it offensive if you want. No thanks. Okay. You mute yourself. Love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boys, uh, good crack. Say good night, all. Good night, all. AW heels. AW heels. AW heels. <laughs> I didn't press the button quick enough. <laughs> 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 <laughs>